Episode 36 of the MJ cast is dedicated to Scott Devlin, who recently passed away after a brave battle with cancer. We hope you're at peace now, Scott. Our thoughts are with your family, Michael on forever, our MJ brother. The following is a presentation from the MJ cast, the internet's premier podcast on all things Michael Jackson. You're listening to the MJ cast by MJ fans or MJ fans. The idea is to uh, innovate or else why, why am I doing it? When I create my music, I feel like an instrument of nature. You let it create itself, really. I know I do. And I love to entertain. That's, that's one of my favorite things. Welcome to the MJ Cast, your source of news and discussion on the King of Pop. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 36 of the MJ Cast. My name is Q and I am joined today by co-host Jamin and we are also joined by another co-host, a new voice to the MJ Cast, Ale. Today is a massive catch-up episode for lots of news headlines. Some good news, some bad news, and hopefully all of it will be entertaining. Welcome to episode 36 of the MJ cast. There's some pretty weird news in this show too. <laughs> what would be the weirdest news today, Jamin? I reckon the, um, the Bubbles video maybe, or the one of the weird books that have come out. Oh, yeah, that would <laughs> I would put under the bad news section. Jamin, welcome back to the MJ cast. Thank you for all your hard work. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm really excited to be back. We've uh, just done a whole bunch of specials, like four or five specials pretty much in a row. So, yeah, it's really good to be back just talking about MJ news uh, with MJ mates. Yep, that's it. And some of it might not be the most current news, but it's stuff that we're still going to cover because we think it's uh, you should know about it. And, of course, all of the links for every single thing we're talking about are available at themjcast.com on the show notes for episode 36. So, Jamin, we are also joined by a new voice today. We certainly are. We've got Ale Huerta here. Uh, very excited to have Ale on the show with us. Uh, Ale, how are you going? Hi, I'm really, really excited to be on the show with you guys. I cannot believe it. <laughs> it's finally <laughs> happening. <laughs> finally happening. It's been yeah. a little bit of a process, but now it's on the yeah. ball. We're on but running. We, made it. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and where are we speaking to you from, Ale? I'm from Mexico. I'm actually in Mexico City. So we are all over the world. <laughs> Very yeah, international. We are. Very. Did you want to give a shout out to Spanish-speaking listeners? Okay. In Spanish? Should I go Spanish? Sure. Yeah, that would be really great. Okay. Hola, amigos y amigas. Esta es Ale desde México, enviándoles un caluroso saludo. Sé que muchos de ustedes escuchan el MJ Cast en inglés y entonces ahora van a estar en contacto uh, con una de las escuchas en español también. So, esto va a ser muy, muy, muy divertido. Espero que nos acompañen. Yeah, I'm that's done. so wonderful. I'm so smiling cool. so much. I'm smiling. It's I so understood cool. about zero percent, but uh, very oh my cool. god! <laughs> but I we hope have us... to work on on Spanish lessons, guys. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we yeah. might have to learn a few things. But I hope our Spanish speaking listeners got a kick out of that. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. 
So yeah, we, I, I know a bunch of speakers that are my, are my friends. So they they actually listen to the show. Oh, really? So like they speak oh. Spanish and English and listen to the show. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they really they really enjoy it. So. Oh, thank you. Well, hello to LA's friends. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Uh, hola Aldo, hola Mara, <laughs> hola a todos. Hola. <laughs> Ale, did you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe tell us how you became a Michael Jackson fan? Okay, so here we go. I'm uh, I, I'm I'm working. What do I do for work? You mean? Yeah, yeah. What do you do for your job? Because you got a pretty cool job. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we have pretty cool jobs. So I'm a, a professor at medical school. So I'm with a lot with a lot of students, and they are like in their early twenties or like eighteen, nineteen. So kind of like really young people. I I work with really young people, and I teach chemistry and statistics and molecular biology and all that stuff that sounds really really difficult and fancy but they are not like that so <laughs> that's actually what, I, what I'm doing and how I became a fan so that's quite a story so I've been a fan since 1993 when Michael came to Mexico and although I couldn't get the chance to to watch the concert or to go to any other concerts here in Mexico City, which were five and they are like historical. They were sold out concerts in Mexico. They they were like over 100,000 people. It was like crazy. Wow. So I was really, really, I think I, I was 11, 12. I was 12 back in the day. Uh, I was turning 12 exactly on, on that very same week when he was here in Mexico. Cool. So I was kind of like mm, caught in all that Jackson mania, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I didn't I didn't live in Mexico City where I live right now. I, I lived in Mazatlan where I, I was born. And this is a kind of like faraway city. So... It was really difficult that I, I could I could do the trip and could get to see the concerts and all that stuff. But on that birthday, that was my birthday when I was turning 12. Yeah, I was turning 12. So you don't do the math, please. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. That's too much for me. I think a friend of ours, uh, Dan Vigilobos, was actually living in Mexico at the same time. And I think he ended up going to one of those concerts or more of them oh, it was it was like crazy so you you even if you were not a fan you were like on it was all all day on on the news on the newspapers and we didn't have internet and all this crazy stuff we have right now but there wasn't uh i i think there wasn't a person that didn't know what was happening. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like crazy. It really, really, we haven't seen that thing here in Mexico for any other artist uh, ever since na- 1993 when he came. It was really kind of like a historical moment for show business in general here. Mm. So 
when I when I was that age that I told you I was 11 turning 12 I was really really like impressed and like really excited to see all all this they have a, a show on TV on one of the of the most important TV channel here in Mexico so they have like a half an hour special every day to see what have Michael done on the day <laughs> so oh, cool. you can <laughs> I, I remember it was like about mm, 8 p.m. 7 or 8 p.m. and my brother and I used to sit on the living room and just watch this show to see what 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 was the news you know <laughs> because when he came he was here for like three weeks I think so and it was really really a special time and and for me it was like the beginning of something really really big <laughs> Mm-hmm. And here we go, like, 20, 23 years after, you know, and I have been able to do a lot of friends and uh, to live a lot of wonderful, wonderful experiences that back in the day I would then um, have thought about it. So when when my birthday came, which is November 6th, by the way, <laughs> I, I get... I got this really, really incredible present by my father, which was the Dangerous album. So he so came and and he he just gave me this. It was the cassette. Do you remember those days? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when we that have was cassettes. My first. Yeah, I think I wore mine out. Yeah. So I was. I think it was on a weekday. And I have to go and do a homework with some of my of, of my friends and and my dad came and and he showed me the the present and I was like oh my god I have to go to do the homework <laughs> I don't want <laughs> so I really really was excited so and when I came back home and and I opened my my present and it was this incredible incredible and meaningful album for me. It was just like, I don't know, I can, I, I, I'm sure I can say it was a before and an after yeah. in this very same moment. So that's where, where I became very, very passionate about. So, and even with, with the language, you know, because back in the day I didn't know English, so I didn't speak and I didn't understand and everything I have to, to read the translation, you know. So my dad knew a little uh, a little English so he he was so kind and he was so patient to sat with me and 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 started and starting to or try to <laughs> translate you know the lyrics <laughs> ah. so it was really like it was really sweet of of my dad and it was really like like I told you, the beginning of something, and, mm. and I was really wanting to learn everything about it, and I wanted to learn the language, and I wanted to be able to understand, and I wanted to be able to actually talk to Michael, you know, because <laughs> I was like, what am I going to say, and, and, and what if I don't understand, so I have to study English, you know? <laughs> so Michael and Jackson was, sort of helped exactly, you learn English. Exactly. It was... A, a really intense like course <laughs> for me with <laughs> with learning English with Michael in 
it's wow. easy as ABC. It's easy as one, two, three, you know? <laughs> what, what about those sort of like so cool. Michaelisms and things like that? Were you getting around saying things like, Jamon and things like that? Oh, <laughs> like- my God. That's really hard. There, there are some words even today over 20 years after that I, I don't have a clue. So, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like those, those words like the battle and all those yeah, things yeah. that even today are, are like many people don't don't know for sure what he was talking about i don't think know. i know what he was talking but about with that one but. <laughs> exactly so uh, every time i i get to speak to the uh, to a uh, english native speaker i always ask this 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 kind of thing so it's like a mystery <laughs> until this day so it was uh, I, like I told you the beginning of of quite a, a journey of quite a trip, and um, I just it was uh, November, you know when when Michael came it was uh, late October, early November, ninety three. So for me it was like I I wanted to know everything about it, but we didn't have internet back in the day and. Like I told you, I didn't live in Mexico City. I live in another city, which is a smaller city, which is uh, Mazatlan. So it was really, really difficult to to get stuff. You you wouldn't believe it, but I I got to to get my Jackson Five albums almost like six or seven years after that, when I when I came to Mexico City because there there wasn't a chance that you could get all those wonderful albums. Even off the wall was quite difficult, quite, quite difficult. Mm. So you so, slowly, slowly built your collection up when you moved to a place where you could find them. Exactly, where, where you can uh, go to one of these really big music stores, you know, the first one I, I got to, to be in. I was with my with my brother, and when we we entered this store, and I remember the first thing that I was looking for it was the dangerous the short films. <laughs> so <laughs> when I when I found it, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it really and was, exists. <laughs> and that was on video cassette. On it was already on DVD oh, because it was okay. like in two thousand or two thousand one, like. Yep. Kind of like over around out, around out that time. Uh-huh. So when I when I I started as a fan, I started with Dangerous. So Dangerous, it's uh, it it has a really really special place in my heart because it was my first album, even uh, at at such a young age. You know, <laughs> I was twelve, and uh, now that that I am older, I can. I can listen to that songs and I can listen to the whole album and it's a whole new meaning, you know, because you don't stop learning about what he was telling about and, and all the messages and all the incredible and fantastic music that I'm I'm so glad that I was like engaged in all this Michael mania with that album, with that very album. Yeah. But the first that I, I was more... It was more easy to to get, of course. It was Thriller, because I think my cousin my cousin have the Thriller album. A lot of my friends at school have the Thriller album, and everyone just started to give give me things 
MJ related, you know, <laughs> even my teachers at school. <laughs> so it was what? really a, a sweet thing that the one that happened with me and all my early collection, my MJ collection, because I think that people were really, they thought, they thought I know it was really funny that I was so in love with this man <laughs> and everyone wanted to, to give me stuff. <laughs> And so I, I have uh, a couple of, I think, well, no, I think I have like five vinyls of Thriller and one is like older than the other <laughs> and all the stuff. But every every one of my early, everything of my early collection came from like people that care for me and, and people that love me, you know, so it's like... It makes me. It, it makes it more special for me because it, it's not always. It's, it's not just MJ stuff, you know. It's MJ stuff from people that care about me. So it 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 makes it it makes it like so cool, you know. <laughs> I love that. I love that when there's like a really um a really from the heart. Of, yeah, some you've got a story behind your items and that's something really special. And I know that later in the show, we're going to be asking you about a recent experience where you heard some amazing stories from Brad Sundberg and others at MJU. So we'll be talking about that as our main discussion point on today's show. Yeah. I I, I haven't been able to to talk about it that that much (laughs) because it's been like, crazy working because of that week that I I I went away. <laughs> well, we will uh, we'll definitely talk about it in this episode. Um, so yeah, that will sure. be later in the show. Jamin, did you want to lead into our first news story which is actually about us? <laughs> yeah. So uh, something kind of special happened for us recently where uh, we we did our first online interview, which has just been published, uh, which is pretty exciting. The Journal of Michael Jackson Academic Studies, uh, if you head on over there, uh, you can check it out. It's really uh, quite a in-depth interview, actually. Uh, uh, I thought I was just going to give f- short answers kind of to start with, but got a little bit carried away. So <laughs> it's quite a, a long interview. If you if, if people are out there that, that are loving the MJ cast and you want to learn a little bit more about how Q and I uh, envisioned it and created it and that kind of thing, then... Um, Head on over to MJAS. We'll have a link in the show notes where you can check it out. That's, That's really right. good. Yeah, it was fun. It was strange being on the other end of the questioning, but it was good fun. And and we really admire the work that Elizabeth Amazu and, and Karen Merks are doing over there at MJAS. And uh, I love the last episode where Eliza was talking about her new upcoming book, and Eliza, a long-awaited book. Mm-hmm. Long book. That's yeah. right. And the dangerous oh philosophies of Michael Jackson. The dangerous and, and philosophies. And that's that's about dangerous. We are talking about. I think we are gonna talk about dangerous a lot. <laughs> I think so. we might, especially this year it's, being an anniversary year. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, so, really special album for for us, like, like for for the three of us, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yep, it's it one of my favorites for a sure. A lot of fans. Mm. So yeah, it was. I loved the last episode. So yeah. It was really good, but it was so good. So thank you for speaking with us and, and publishing our first online interview. Uh, that was really fun. So the notes will be in the show notes for you to go and read that and to share it around. 
it's kind of, I just feel it's really special that like our first proper interview has been published by somebody that we respect so much. Like it, it wasn't with, yeah. you know, somebody we don't know or anything like that. It's with another podcast slash academic group that, um, yeah, I'm just really kind of proud. Yeah. Like a peer where we really love what they're doing and yeah, it was really special. So do you listen to the um, podcast from MJAS at all, Ale? Absolutely. And and I, I become I have become friends with, with Elizabeth also. Like uh, kind of like the same way I started talking to you guys, I started talking to her. So it's really oh. amazing that we are all over the world and we are so connected. Yeah. And and I, I really and I have I, and I have had the opportunity to to talk to her and to thank to thank her for for the work. It's really really amazing. It is very awesome. Oh, that's so good. That's more friendships through Michael and more learning about Michael, which I think is something that is very important for all fans. If you love Michael, learn about Michael, and they are certainly contributing to that in a big big way. There are so so much so much to learn from him. Not only on on the musical level and not only on the artistic level or the show business. It's it's kind of the Michael himself is kind of the university, you know. <laughs> the University of MJ. He's yeah, exactly. It's MJU. It's it's quite the whole package, you know. It's it's you as he said in on the Oprah interview, you you don't stop learning you never stop learning and that's something really really important for for us uh, as uh, uh, teachers uh, that that we have this thing in in common jamon <laughs> but i think it's really amazing that he's la- he's become like like a source you know like the that you that you don't stop learning from him and i love that i love to learn there's just so much material to engage with. Like if you just look at the music alone, there's just a stack of albums spreading right from the 60s up until the, the 2000s, and that's just the music. You've got fashion, just the video, music, exactly. performance, um, you know, you can study. Speeches. There's spe- so much. It's out of control. And, and art in general because he, he was such a, such a, a, a passionate about art and, and he's like a – I think in that sense, he's like a father to all of us, you know, <laughs> because he's always teaching us thing and, and good stuff. And I, I really love that. And as I, would, as I was talking to you about my, my dad, so, un saludo para mi papá, le voy a decir que escuché esto. Was that a shout out to dad because, or what? <laughs> yeah, it, it's a shout out to my dad. <laughs> I, will, I will tell him to, to listen to this, but I don't know if, if he can. So... But I, I, I have always um, liked this way that I, I have been able to share my MJ passion with this kind of like relationship with my dad, even though my dad is not a fan. But my, my dad was kind of like so guilty of this. <laughs> for this. He's not a fan yet. And he's always... He's, he's not a, he's, he, I, I think he appreciates Michael <laughs> and he, he just let me, let me be, you know, he just let me enjoy my, my stuff and he, he never, he, he, he never was like, oh my God, what are you doing or, or you, you shouldn't be that much into this. <laughs> 
because when I, I there was something I, I I haven't told you. Can I go a, a little uh, back? Can we go back to where I was talking about when I became a fan for a moment? Sure, sure. Yeah, because I told you that my dad gave me the Dangerous album, right? But there there was something like that happened before that that it was kind of like I think preparing my my fandom, you know. It was this day that my my dad came and he told me about the Remember the Time video. So it was like back in 92, I think. It was a year earlier than when Michael came to Mexico. And he was really fascinated by the video. He he was like, have you seen this video by Michael Jackson and Eddie Murphy where they are in, in like in Egypt and they are dancing? and And I found it so like strange that my dad would tell me this stuff because he wasn't a fan he he's more like a fan of the Beatles <laughs> and I I I just wanted to to watch the video you know because I wanted to see what was my, my dad talking about yeah and when I I watched remember the time for the first for the first time I remember <laughs> I I was like what is this? Is this the same guy of the thriller video that I was so afraid of? <laughs> afraid of MJ. Exactly. I was really, really afraid of the of the thriller video because back in the day I was like three or four years old and and, and I was like, oh my God, what is happening here? Is he really a zombie? Is he really Michael? What is happening? <laughs> Someone please explain me. <laughs> and then I I like was doing this connection between the man that I was watching in Remember the Time and, and the man that I, I can remember from, from Thriller. And I also could remember that one of the of the songs or I I will say that the first song that I have my earliest memory is Beat It. So I remember being at my grandma's house and she wasn't a fan either <laughs> so it was really strange that my 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 memories from that time when I was like three back in 84 85 I remember listening to beat it on the radio and just loving the song I was like really singing out loud you know <laughs> like this is a really cool song <laughs> and this is something that I could always every time I hear I listen to to beat it it takes me back to that time like almost I can see the house and the, uh, and my grandma and I can smell the air you know and it's really like my personal time machine. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly so, what you mean. Takes you right back. Uh huh. It, it takes me right back to that moment. And I was really, really little, so I it, I found it very, very funny that my I think that's my first memory. I think that's my earliest memory. So listening to to beat it and singing to beat it that I sing. I I used to sing more like. Feel it because I yeah. didn't understand, of the course, lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> <So>, lyrics. <laughs> but but back in that day and being that that young, you know, that three years old, how can I was so uh, attracted to the music? And and I think that's really the the power of the music, you know. And in particular with with Michael, that that power to connect, even when you you didn't 
know the, the lyrics, you didn't know the language, and maybe you you haven't been is, exposed to the music, but it really got in my heart, I think. So mm-hmm. when my dad came and told me about the Remember the Time video, and I was so curious about it, I I watched the video. I, I used to watch Disney Channel back in the day, so MTV wasn't one of my favorites, but I I was like willing to 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 see the the video the short film and i was like completely taken away with with the video i was like oh my god this is really really cool then there's this one special moment in in the video that everyone especially every girl has the screenshot <laughs> of that moment <laughs> that's the moment when when michael turns turns around and and just smiles to the camera you know what yes. moment i'm talking about yes oh my god that moment is like i was in love for the first time there <laughs> well, <laughs> oh cute. my god it's, it's something <laughs> is happening here <laughs> so yeah. so blame it on my father so every time that that my dad is, is likes to to tell me like don't you ever get bored of that much michael you know <laughs> and i always say to him oh you you cannot say that thing you are the one to blame <laughs> thanks to dad <laughs> thanks dad i really really thank you <laughs> so oh, wow. gracias oh she just your type right trying to figure out how you could play your major part up in her life right because shorty got a mind tight and every time you see her walk by start thinking about your nightlife she ought to send your eyesight and ever since the first day you seen her thinking she the white type you figure she'll be perfect loving you fantasize the tangle from her fingers rubbing you trying to analyze the situation you feeling crazy wanna there forever what's so special about this lady feeling like you want to pull back but you know you perfect for her. you got all of what them fools lack <laughs> maybe you should make this thing happen brains and things swinging on the porch while the kids napping you got everything else you need snatch her up fill that empty space she can make your life complete all you got to do is walk away and pass me by don't acknowledge my smile when i try to say hello to you yeah and all you got to do is not answer my call when i'm trying to get
excited, said you need what she got Enticing, mommy like the cream of the crop Pressure getting heavy, about to make your heart pop All your life you waited for this chick Nobody told you it to feel like this Do anything just to feel that kiss Wanna give her whatever you got In front of millions, making on whatever the plot Say, if you will take my hand Baby, I will show you Got you to the light, babe Hi, I'm Andy Healy, author of the MJ101 series, and you're listening to the MJ Cast. So speaking of like sort of relating to Michael as a child, whereas you relate to Michael's music growing up, there was a child that knew Michael uh, back when he was younger, and he's put a video out. And we're talking about the Sean Lennon video uh, Jamin, I know you've got very strong opinions about this. It's just, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. I tried to go in with an open mind, and I was, I was a bit like caught, sort of surprised because I know that Sean Lennon is somebody who's had a close relationship with Michael and was really good friends with him, and uh, he was in the film Moonwalker, I believe. Um, yes, he yeah, was, and was I think of- he's may have you know spoken in defence of Michael in the past. He as has, well. and and you know what, like I, I don't think I'm not sure that he went into this video with bad intentions or anything like that he's even done interviews uh, if you follow the show notes you'll actually see uh, him you know speaking about uh, this video and saying that um, you know he was just trying to make a song and he wasn't trying to pay him out or anything like that uh, and he was trying to do it in like a parallel dimension sort of thing with a dark comedic sort of manifestation of Michael. But you know what? In my opinion, this 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 video and the portrayal of Michael Jackson in it and his relationship with Bubbles came across, in my opinion, as really tacky and uh, silly and uncalled for and just was another sort of drop in the bucket of media that's out there at the moment trying to make Michael Jackson look weird. And I didn't enjoy it for that reason myself. It's, I don't know. You got a chance to watch it, didn't you? I've seen it once. I don't need to see it again. <laughs> um, I'll, what I liked about it was the claymation. Yeah. I thought yeah. the claymation was cool and the elements where they used claymation was really interesting to look at. The negative, I'm going to call it negative, might just be like a darker angle, but the negativity that came across in the video, I thought, yeah, was sort of uncalled for and unfairly portrayed. And and granted, like the story that it's portraying is bizarre, okay? Like there's not a normal way to, to tell this sort of story, I don't think it is a, a crazy situation where this um, this chimpanzee was adopted by the biggest entertainer in the history of the world, and then ended up sort of becoming his best friend and living in a magical place, 
and going around the world, you know, becoming a celebrity and wearing amazing clothes yourself. Like that story <laughs> is somewhat crazy and bizarre, but I don't think it needs to be portrayed as like a really negative or a dark thing. No, there's, so, it's, I'm fine with the relationship being portrayed as strange and, and odd and that kind of stuff. But they were the, the video, in my opinion, was actually portraying Michael Jackson as odd and weird and bizarre oh, and crazy. And sinister, and, very, yeah. very sinister. Yeah, sinister. Very That's a great sinister. great way to put it. And I don't know. I just didn't appreciate that. It it was kind of like I, when I watched it, I felt the same way as when you're sitting in a room of people and somebody makes a dig at Michael Jackson, like a a, a mean joke. You know that feeling? Um, yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Yeah, it was like I don't – yeah, anyway. You didn't want to watch it, did you, Ale? I, I haven't watched it, but I I have read some some opinions and and they they were like in the same way that you are talking. I didn't watch it because I felt I didn't need to, you know, mm, just yeah. to see the the picture and to see all all these comments. And I was like, uh, I I wasn't like in the mood, you know, to especially over the last weeks. So yeah. I was yeah. like, mm, I I. I'm better off this way. <laughs> so, yeah. but I think that what happens with Michael in general and everything related to him is that people is always making this, uh, like you say, sinister thing of everything that Michael mm. did. And sinister, it it hasn't has to be a bad thing uh, mm. or a bad word, but I think in our culture. And especially with with Michael, it tends to be like sinister is something evil, is is something bad, and is something like obscure, you know. Mm. So, but when you when you when you take this word out of the context of of art, it isn't a, a bad thing. It's just uh, it's 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 just east, you know. Mm, and yeah. and I and I have talked to a dear friend of mine, Jimena. Hola, Jimena. Estoy for fin en el MJ cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shout out for my friend. <laughs> she she's um she has studied uh, art uh, history, and I have I have been talking to her about all this stuff of art and Michael and music and in general. He's really really a smart girl. And we have had this conversation, this very exact word that you said, sinister. It's a word that she has used to describe it. But uh, she has explained to me that it isn't a, a, a bad word. It is just a word and it's just a way to describe what he represented. But most of the people don't understand it that way, you know. It's like other other things that happen when, when you don't know something you tend to think that it's a good uh, that that is it good or is it bad you know so sinister it will be the perfect word i i think you 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 nailed that word q <laughs> <laughs> but but i i didn't want to to watch the the video i i don't know if sean meant well or what he was trying to address or what he was trying to say like in his artistic way, but I I was like, I don't want to see it. I don't need to see it. I think he missed the mark. Mm. I think, 
you know, it was a great opportunity and it would have been uh, if it was something that was a positive portrayal, which is true to life, I think that would have been something quite beautiful and far more entertaining. Yeah, but I think that as long as people, as uh, as long as there is people wanting to think bad things about Michael, they are going to find a way, you know? That's so true. Mm-hmm, so... Yeah, it's been a difficult month, hasn't it, for the uh, MJ fans of the world for the last uh, month oh, or yeah. so. But we'll get to some of that stuff a little bit later in the show. For now, we've got a few more positive stories to to talk about. This one's about uh, one of Michael's sisters, Janet Jackson, uh, and her continuing efforts to promote the Unbreakable album, one of my favourite, favourite albums, I would say at this point, of, of hers in general. I've been listening to it a lot lately and I'm just still loving it. And uh, she's okay. she's recently just done a uh, a photo shoot. Uh, it, well, when I say recently, I mean last month <laughs> um, for <laughs> for Emirates Woman magazine, okay. and it uh-huh. is a stunning, stunning collection of photographs that that are in there, and a really great, great article as well. Ella, have you had a chance to see the new Janet Jackson photos? I I just I'm following her on Instagram and all these accounts. I I was. I, I I think you can say that I'm a I'm a big fan of, of her, but what I really the album that is really, really special for me is the Velvet Rope. Yes, okay. oh, so yes. That's, that's like my brilliant. album for, for uh, as a uh, uh, Janet fan. So this new this new album I haven't had the chance to listen to it. I have listened to to one or two songs, but I think that what uh, I, I really, really love love her as an artist and I really love that she's doing her stuff and she's doing all these all these interviews and all this footage and all these videos and I really really it, she has a really special place in my heart. That trio of albums around that time from the late 80s like Rhythm Nation and then followed by Janet and then culminating in Velvet Rope. And, and I guess in some ways you could sort of, if All For You was sort of following that, they were like such a strong run of albums. Mm-hmm. They were they were all so great. There wasn't any Beyonce's or any other no. artists like That's that right. if it wasn't for Janet. So That's let's right. pay tribute exactly. to the one that is the queen. She's <laughs> the queen, absolutely. She's my queen. Yeah. This was actually to showcase her brand sparkling new Unbreakable Diamonds collection along with a New York business partner, Paul Raps. We'll have the link to Emirates Woman in the show notes. There's a little YouTube video of behind the scenes and you get to see some of the diamond collection and it is stunning. But yeah, Janet just shines as bright as these diamonds. And I was so happy that we had this in the show notes to include, like just to, you know, remind everyone how beautiful Janet is and to wish her well. And I think, actually don't think this photo shoot was a month ago the way i read it in the article i actually think this was really done around the same time as her twitter video announcement of her taking time off work to plan the family so i think it was actually a couple of months ago a couple of months yeah Uh yeah and i have a feeling we're not going to be hearing much about Janet and the pregnancy and and I think where she is with a husband in the Middle East, I think that affords her such a degree of privacy that 
I think a Jackson would never have had before. Mm. Um, and I think that's why we sort of don't hear much about Janet really. And I'm fine with that. I think Me she too. deserves that. I agree. Yeah, she's been a really, really smart woman in that sense. Yep. She's been really protective of, of, of her private life, and I really respect that. When we found out that she was married with Rene Elizondo, it was like when they divorced. <laughs> when everyone, yeah, we didn't even know. <laughs> we didn't even know that they had been married for like 10 years, I, I think, when, when they got divorced. And she's always been like that, even as the great artist that she is, she's been able to maintain to keep a really low profile for her personal life and I really respect that. Yeah. That's it. We we hardly know anything about her relationship with Wissam and that is fine because we don't need to know. That doesn't exactly. affect us. It doesn't affect our like love of her music and yeah, so always And it's really best. it's really a good thing that there's a Jackson that has been able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. Let's Absolutely. let's give let's give her her space. Absolutely, but yeah, please check out this uh, this wonderful photo shoot and this oh, story sure in Emirates Woman. It's really great. So on to the next bit of news. We got a we had a book come out a little while ago. It came out, you know, I can't remember exactly when it came out. I think it's pretty much getting on about six months now, uh, roughly around that. Uh, it's a book by no, Sue. It- it actually came out on late 2014. Oh, yeah. I thought, wow. it, I thought okay. it might have been yeah. a bit older. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it, is, I, it has been it out like, for a while. It's been like like a year and a half. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And the book, of course, what we're talking about is Susan Fast's Michael Jackson's Dangerous 33 and a Third. I think it, there's a series, 33 and a Third, and yeah. it's, it's in that series. Uh, it's just actually won the International Association for the Study of Popular Music Canada 2016 Book Prize, which is which is a great effort and a uh, massive congratulations to Susan Fast. I'm going to be honest and say I have not read this book. There's a lot of Michael books that I've read recently and this is not one of them. Um, but, yeah, have either of you guys read it? Yeah, I, I have read it. I have it and I'm, I'm starting to read it again. So it's, it's one of like, I will say it's the book that I have enjoyed the most. Wow. Is oh, like, wow. Okay. Yeah. I I have absolutely, absolutely respect for this woman for doing this book. And actually, I'm trying to, to reach her to kind of like try, try to translate the book for for Spanish uh, fans because it's amazing. The, the, the thing that Susan Fast has done with, with dissecting the Dangerous album is amazing breath breathtaking absolutely i i think it has to be one of my favorites if not my favorite when it comes to music and with the men in the music book also but what i i really really enjoyed about this book is like this so in in depth vision of the album and not just the album but everything about it so yeah it it has a lot of cultural things that were going on around that time and it has made like it has made me rediscover the dangerous album and as i was talking to you guys earlier it was my first michael album and the album that i i became a fan with so 
this this was a book that I was so so willing to to get, and I finally got got it in last April, I I think. But I know it, it has been out since 2014 because I, I was so, so anxious to get the book. And I finally got it. And I was like, this woman really, really made uh, ex- an excellent work. I, and I'm so glad that she received this, this prize. It's really, really a must read for the MJ fans. It sounds like it's a very deserving of the uh, the prize that it's just won for the International Association for the Study of Popular Music Canada, and that is great that a book like this is actually being recognised. I think this, along with the the Chris Cadman series of books, I think it's the just op- yeah the maestro and for the off the record. Um, I think you know these are setting the standard for sort of academic study of Michael's music and cataloging. Michael's music and I think there just can't be enough of this really and, no, and that's right. it's great that it got this prize. And a standard that he absolutely deserves and, and that he's he has been denied of and it's really really amazing that it, all these people are, are making these efforts to to put his name on, on the place that it deserves to be. Not only on the musical level but on the cultural level because it's it's a whole package as we were talking about earlier and i really enjoyed that book as i told you i i i'm starting to read it again but actually i just uh, give the book to my friend jimena the one that i was talking about you earlier and i i hope that she 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 finishes reading the book because it's been like the the past year that that we we have been talking about Michael and all the meaning of his art and from she she talking from the perspective of someone who who studies art and not 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 a fan herself but someone who studies art it's been fascinating for me how how she has been able to to dissect Michael's art for me even if, even for me as a fan, there, there are a lot of things that are kind of like uh, being uh, re- re- revealing, you know. And there's a lot of, of the things that Jimena have uh, introduces me or have talked about that when I read that this book, this very special book, The Dangerous, I was like, oh, my God, Jimena knows. <laughs> 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 because... <laughs> We all, we always uh, <laughs> fool around that, like that. We are very, very close friends, and I, I found it so fascinating. And and I just gave the book to her so so she could read it, and we could talk about it, you know, because it, it was like in the same level. Just hanging out with your MJ mates. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, just on that note of dangerous uh, thirty three and a third. Uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about the book as well, there is a great review of the book that I'm just looking at right now by Karen Merckx. We talked about uh, the Journal of Michael Jackson Academic Studies a little bit earlier. Uh, Look, they've got a really good review up on their website. Karen Merckx goes into detail around it. So if you're still a little bit on the fence, uh, whether you want to buy it or not, uh, follow our show notes, read Karen's interview, uh, sorry, Karen's review, and then um, head on over to, to get a copy of the book as well. Yeah, read the book. It's a, it's a. You you won't be disappointed. It's yeah. a really, really, really amazing book. New website has just launched called the Michael Jackson Reel. 
And uh, when I first saw the name of that site, I was really excited because I was like, you know, I'm so much into film and things like that. So I thought I thought it was going to be a little bit about Michael Jackson's filmography and stuff that he's done on on uh, with music videos and things. But it doesn't seem to be much to do with that. I'm, I'm still a bit confused why it's called the Michael Jackson Reel. Uh, but I've got to say, don't let the title mislead you. Still go to the website. It is a really good site. It's it's a great one. There's a uh, there's another one that just re- uh, launched recently as well by Chris Cadman, uh, Michael Jackson Masterworks. It's a little bit similar to that, except instead of focusing on sort of primary source excerpts and interviews and news clippings and things from all of Michael Jackson's career, it seems as though this website is honing in and focusing specifically around Michael Jackson's early career, uh, which is a time that we don't know a lot about interestingly even though in the 60s and the 70s Michael was one of the biggest artists in the world we still don't have a lot of information about his recording efforts and relationships in that Jackson 5 era and that's what this website's all about which is a time Jamin when all of his music was on a reel what the music would have <laughs> been on a reel back then oh like a like a like a tape reel Yes. Ah, oh, I thought it was like a. Fi- I thought it was a film reel. Okay, okay. You're too young. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm thirty now. Oh well. <laughs> digital, digital kids, digital kids. <laughs> Those digital kids. <laughs> Those millennials. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get it now. I get it. But anyway, it's a really good website. I love it. I read the. Um, I love the interview with the writer of "Farewell, My Summer Love." Yeah. One of my favorite early Michael songs always since I first heard that song I was like this song is just perfection and I really loved that interview that was really good why don't you sing us a line from it Q no I don't think so that's not going to happen okay um so <laughs> nice try <laughs> how about you sing us the line uh no I think I need to have a couple <laughs> of uh, beers before I do something like that so <laughs> um I think their website's still in its early days I think there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff on it but it's definitely one to bookmark and uh, keep an eye on for sure yeah it's really really amazing that there 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 is so many new things about old things <laughs> yeah don't you think it's fascinating <laughs> yes because you know you need to respect history to appreciate things. Exactly. Um, it's got a pretty interesting way this this website sort of works. Hey, it's div- it's divided into three sort of pages. One page is called Throwback Thursdays. You've got Flashback Fridays and Soulful Saturdays. Uh, and it took, it. It, yeah, it took me a little while to sort of figure out how that actually works. Um, but I'm just loading the site now so I can explain it. <laughs> I should have loaded it. So I think Throwback Thursdays, it starts with a, a quote every Thursday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, he puts a quote up on the Thursday from the interview that's coming up later in the week. Friday has uh, an image uh, in relation to the upcoming interview. And then on Saturday, you get the full interview. So it's a bit of a lead up kind of thing. They t- tease the, the interview before it actually comes out. So it's kind of exciting. Kind of like crescendo, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I wonder really if smart. they give it away on the Thursday. Like, is it just a hint? Like, they might have a little quote or something. Um, I'm just having a look through now. Maybe they do. Yeah, yeah. And they've got they've had some really good interviews so far. You've got um, Clay Drayton, Sean Conrad, uh, Kenny St. Louis, and uh, Bernie Sanders. I don't, I don't think it's 
the Bernie Sanders, uh, <laughs> but uh, a Bernie Sanders. Other Bernie the other Sanders. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's a beautiful looking website too. Um, and speaking of interviews, author Mike Smallcomb has been releasing some unedited interviews uh, with true. Michael Jackson collaborators. Oh, that's really cool. These are the full interviews that he would have used as the source material for his book, Making Michael. Making Michael, uh-huh. Yeah, great, great, great book. Um, I just got it. I just got it and I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going to start reading the book. Yeah, I just Fantastic. got it. Fantastic. There's and and I, I, really, I really enjoy the episode that you have with, with Mike. So it's like, it's, it's like I told you, it's very. this is a very international community, but I really proactive community and we are getting engaged and we are getting involved in a, a lot of things and that's really a, a cool thing to happen yeah so, it, it's, so i think it's it's a really great great time for for michael's legacy to really really be in, in the place to really be in the place that it deserves it's a bit of an awakening actually mm. i think yeah. at this time yeah that episode that was with your friend uh, jason wasn't it yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Jason again. We'll, uh, hola, Jason. We'll, hola, Jason. We'll talk to you soon. But uh, fin, estamos en el MJ cast. <laughs> Jamin, you're going to have uh, links for the Mike Smallcomb interviews in the show notes. And yeah. you've read some, I think. Yeah, I have. There's two interviews total up on his website. It's uh, We've got Rob Hoffman and Jimmy Jam. Uh, it's really rare and unusual, actually, for authors to post full interviews that they've used for their book. So this is an, a really, really massive treat, not only for fans of Michael Jackson who want to learn about his art, but for fans of authors who want to learn about how an interview can be done and then turned into a finished product like a book. So definitely jump on, jump on Mike Smallcomb's website and check out the Rob and Jimmy Jam interviews. Nice. Like I told you, a lot of learning. I want to I want to speak to Jimmy Jam one day. I, I really I want to do a special with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. It would be incredible. Oh, you sure will. <laughs> but I, I just have so many Janet Jackson questions, like where the where the MJ cast, but and I know they worked with Michael on like three or so songs for history, but I would just be overflowing with Janet Jackson questions from their amazing work with her. <laughs> Oh, but yeah. but it's MJ related, so yeah, true, true, exactly. Go ahead. Hopefully, we <laughs> they get have the, the same DNA, so it's <laughs> the same. Exactly. So a little tiny Instagram, a little video came out from a Michael Jackson family friend and and friend of the Jacksons, Omar Batty. I shared a never before seen little clip of him and Michael shot by Hamid Moslehi. And it looks like it's in like a backyard or something or in a really beautiful park. And it's just Michael and Omar just goofing around, climbing a tree. And and Omar's like hanging off the tree like a little kid would do. It's pretty cool. Just being a kid. Just being a kid like Michael. Just being a kid that happens to have Michael (laughs) on his side. Lucky, a lucky kid. As a dear friend of mine will say, lucky pig. (laughs) (laughs) A big shout out to to Irene. Hola, Irene. <laughs> Hi, Irene. I'm gonna talk a, a little about her later. 
Okay. Um, so it's yeah, it's a very sweet little video. Uh, pretty sure this is how Omar must have got his nickname. Michael always used to call him Monkey. Um, but it's it's fun to see. Maybe him. he loved climbing trees. I, who doesn't? So yeah, it's it, it's lots of fun, and uh, of course Omar is very close fam- uh, family friends with the Jacksons still. Uh, and I think it it was on June twenty fifth uh, this year that he put that out as a little tribute. Uh, to his yeah. to Michael Jackson, so it's definitely worth a watch if you jump on Omar's Instagram account. You'll see some never before seen footage of Michael goofing around uh, with with uh, Omar and and Lisa Marie Presley is also there as well. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We'll have the links in the show notes. Yes, it wasn't the only new video, was it? No, no. We also had a full production video of Omer Batty, a much more recently produced video. This is a full-blown music video for the song Automatic, produced by none other than the King of Pop's son, Prince Jackson, uh, with his debut piece of uh, video work for the world to see, which is uh, absolutely amazing in my opinion. Uh, but a great new music video by Omer Batty, produced by Prince Jackson. You've got to check it out. I love the vibe of it. I found it to be really dark and gritty. It reminded me of a David Fincher sort of production. There was a lot of sort of mm. uh, crime elements to it and uh, it just looked visually beautiful. Of course, Omer Batty's dancing is... Uh, you know, totally on point. He's one of the best dancers that I've ever seen, um, for sure, and he always has been. Uh, so he learned from the best. He learned from the best, and he he was um doing sort of like Michael Jackson impersonation type stuff when he was really young, when he was like a 10, 11, 12 years old. I remember being him on yeah on award shows and things like that. But then over time, developed his own very distinct sort of style. Um, incredible. That's how I first became aware of him. There was him and Michael on the cover of National Enquirer magazine and it was meant to be this twisted and, again, sinister sort of story and Omar was on the cover dressed and made up exactly like Michael in a Michael costume with Michael standing beside him and it was probably saying, oh, you know, that's Michael's son or some rubbish story. So, yeah, that was the first time I ever sort of was exposed to Omar and I'm sort of glad that he's, you know, still really close friends with the family. And, and obviously Mike was a big part of his life and, and as were the, the other kids as well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, Paris and, and Omar have the same tattoo, you know, about the, the one uh, with the dangerous cover, they have the same tattoo on, on their arms. I did, I did know not that. know Omar had that. I knew Paris yeah. had that tattoo, but I didn't know Omar did. That is so awesome. Yeah, they are like, I, I think she said they are like uh, tattoo brothers or something like that because they, they have the same the same design of the Dangerous uh, cover. That's cool. So this video was yeah produced by Prince. And, of course, Prince now has his own production company, which is called... King's Son Production. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really cool. And it was a terrific debut effort, I think. It was amazing. Yeah, it wasn't like amateur or anything like that. It was like top-notch, something you would see in a cinema. It was beautifully shot and produced. Really cool. And there was some fun cameos in there as well. There was Havenhurst. Uh, I don't know if you guys recognize that yep, building. but I did. Yeah, there was. they shot on location at Havenhurst, and I'm pretty sure... I think I even recognized some familiar braids sitting in a chair there at one point with Taj Jackson, a friend of the show. Yeah, it was cool seeing some little sort of Easter eggs like that 
from the production of it. That was cool. Yeah. Have you noticed in the logo for King's Son production, I did not notice it until Prince pointed it out himself, that there's actually a little tiny Michael Jackson icon hidden in there. Really? I haven't seen that. Oh, no. Yeah, I hadn't seen it. I'm it's loading so it tiny now. that. Okay, well, if you zoom in to the dragon between the, the Roman numeral two and where the dragon's tail starts to curl, mm. if you zoom in and zoom in and zoom in and zoom in, there's a little <laughs> Michael doing a toe stand. Oh. I can't see it. Oh, yes, I can. Wow. That's so cool. Did you find that Sorry. or did someone tell you? No, no. Prince put it up on, I think, Instagram or something or Twitter. I can't remember. But I was like, yeah, I would never have known that. Oh, look, That's really a, cool. There's an MJ really cool. logo on top of the crown as well. Yes, there is. Yep. And the dragon logo repeats in the jewels of the crown. There's probably a couple of hidden things. I don't know. It's probably like the dangerous cover. Man, that is that is deep. Yeah. Well, I think the whole name and the logo of King Sun's production is really deep, actually. Yeah. Like the the Roman numerals because he's the second, you know, he's Michael Jackson the second, so he's junior. Yeah, I think the whole name was so clever. I love it. Really, really, really clever. I can't wait really to see what more comes. A smart way to, to pay tribute, I think. Mm. Very smart way. Mm. Not yeah. in your face, nope. <laughs> literally. Nope. Not yep. in your face. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes next. Hopefully some All more um, music him. videos. I, I was loving it. Yep. Maybe he'll get involved in... Um, some of three T's stuff coming out. You got Tar- Tarrell Jackson's got new music coming out soon. I saw it was teased oh, yes, on. Um, we <laughs> was we teased didn't even yesterday. put that in the show notes, did we? <laughs> it's like a massive story, and we completely forgot. <laughs> oh, oh well, it sort of flew under the radar. I'm not sure how long, so I guess we'll have to hang on. I'll write this down. So Tarrell, I'll write this so we can put it in the show notes. Um, looks like he's going to be doing some electronic dance music. Yeah, it was like which- hashtag D- EDM or something. Yeah, so Tarrell's got I, I some think, new I stuff I think the, the name is Believe in Love or something like that. That seems to be a clip that he featured on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not – Instagram – it doesn't really show dates on Instagram, does it, for when stuff was posted because there's a good amount on this uh, Instagram account. Yeah, and, and, and TJ – I think it was TJ the one that, that shared it. Yes. Yeah. TJ didn't even really know about it himself, so <laughs> under the radar – <laughs> Very cool. Speaking of under the radar, this limousine photo shoot leak was a random as hell. <laughs> totally out of the blue. <laughs> what? <laughs> so a couple of pictures. I think we're going to link to mjvibe.com, which is uh, putting on Kingvention this September in London. Head to mjvibe.com. But, yeah, they've found these pictures somewhere and yeah michael did some sort of promotional photo shoot for a limousine company is that correct jamin i think so and i, I can't it was either the i think it was the early 2000s possibly uh but yeah, yeah they uh <laughs> I, I I just don't know what to say. Like, he did the photo shoot. The photos never came out. Like, I don't remember them ever coming out when I was a... Again, that was when I was at my most intense, I think, as a fan was, you know, probably from the years 2001 to 2005. And I don't remember these pictures coming out at all. So no, I don't think they were ever used, maybe. No, maybe he didn't like them or something. Maybe the, maybe the limousine company went bust or something. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of cool, though. 
Yeah. Yeah, they are. It's really cool. Michael looks amazing. Yeah. I'd like to be picked up by MJ in a limousine. That'd be fun. Oh, <laughs> lots of fun. <laughs> Cruising oh around. <laughs> I like that scene in Living with Michael Jackson as much as I hate the documentary. But when he's in the limousine, like just just chilling. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a random thing this week. There we go. It's funny how we can still get these random things just every now and again completely yeah. out of the blue. It's just like, crazy. Like, no it's idea nice about it's crazy because he, you know, he's he's passed away in two thousand and nine, and still every week, every single week, there is either new photos, new music, or new videos coming out of Michael Jackson to this day. Yeah, yeah, and, I think it's and awesome. That, that that that's amazing. That that won't stop for a while, and I think. Yeah, so thank you, MJ Vibe. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Got some uh, speaking of new music coming out uh, not so much new music but uh, Michael's catalog I guess his album catalog is definitely being reissued shortly in Japan uh, thanks to Sony music uh, we're getting the entire Jackson's and Michael Jackson catalog being reissued on a totally new format of CD called blue spec CD2 uh, which is a as I said, totally new format. It's kind of similar to Blu-ray. The CDs will be produced using the technology that is there to make Blu-ray discs. Uh, but what's interesting is that these discs, unlike high-res audio CDs, will actually play in regular CD players. Um, now, the way that the music on this, uh, sorry, the way that these discs are manufactured uh, purportedly will produce higher quality sounding music. I've never heard a blue spec CD2 ever in my life, but apparently the way that the lasers uh, imprint music on the disc or information or data rather, apparently is uh, much closer to the surface of the CD. So uh, CD players are able to pick up that data in a much clearer way. So, look, I'm not really sure if that's just a marketing ploy or <laughs> something to get your money again to buy the entire catalogue again, like I have again. heard some people say. But uh, for those <laughs> Again and again and again. <laughs> that's right. But for those audiophiles out there who like owning Michael's music in the best possible quality, this sounds like something for you. Yeah, I think that it's probably more. I think it's probably more like a Japanese like leap in technology kind of thing. Yeah, um, it's not the entire catalog. They're missing an album. Oh, that's right. They're, they miss, are. they're missing blood on the dance floor. That's one of my Oops. favorites. Forgot okay, it. That's maybe because it's an EP and not an not, not, not an LP. Yeah, but they've included uh, questionable albums of. Posthumous release oh, variety. Oh, 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 oh. So <laughs> I'd rather have blood on the dance floor, to be honest. Yeah, they always yeah, do stuff yeah. like this. Remember when they released that King of Pop sort of box set or the collection or something it was called and they totally forgot history? Because that's not an important album. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, well, that's something probably right up your alley, Jamin. And if you do get any of those CDs, you'll have to let us know about the quality. Yeah, I'll order them in from Japan or something like that. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of dodgy Sony products. <laughs> got- <laughs> oh, actually, that was a really good again. segue that we didn't even plan. <laughs> I so never planned that. It came natural. <laughs> it did. So it is big news, though. Prepare yourself for me talking about this case badly because, unfortunately, 
we forgot to ask Charles Thompson for one of his amazing updates on the Casio case. Uh, I did ask him a few hours ago, but unfortunately he's working for the next six hours, so we won't have a chance to get one of Charles' updates. Basically what's happened with the Casio case is, you know that whole anti-slap thing we were talking about where Sony and the Angelicson team were attempting to get the case thrown out of court um, under anti-slap uh on an anti-slap motion. M- motion. Well, the judges basically said, yeah, that's um, not going to happen, not guys. Not going to happen. The case is moving ahead full steam, hopefully towards a class action scenario. Hopefully. So, yeah, that is good news. Uh, if you want to learn more about the anti-slap motion and how that progressed, we have documents up on the mjcast.com slash Casio case. You can see all the court documents as they come out straight away there uh, before you see them anywhere else. And also we're going to have an article uh, about this current development in the Casio case as well that you can read about, which is a little bit more in depth around the proceedings too. It's a positive development and I'm glad that's happened. And I think there's still a lot more to happen and we will see. And it won't be the last that we talk about it. Yep. Onto something a little bit more positive again, Vincent Patterson, choreographer- absolute legend, is joining the ranks of people such as Brad Sunderberg and will also now be offering his own Michael Jackson seminar slash masterclass. Uh, This one will be happening in conjunction with the celebration of Dangerous 25th anniversary. Uh, And you can head on to mjdangerous25.com to learn a little bit more about it. But here's just another example of another absolute Michael Jackson legend Uh, offering his expertise in a seminar-style setting. I'm really looking forward to this one. I probably won't be able to go, but, uh, man, he'd be amazing to hear from. Yeah, that that, that will be really, really nice to be. Yeah, I mean, we just spoke recently with Kevin Stay, um, and Kevin was often connected to Michael Jackson projects through Vincent Patterson, who was... uh, Okay. Yeah, he worked on uh, Smooth Criminal, Black or White, Blood on the Dance Floor. Blood on the Dance Floor, uh uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, amazing guy. And just seeing some of that footage of him with Michael in, I think it was Bad 25, there's there's footage of him sort of choreographing and, and getting Smooth Criminal ready for production. And wow. Yeah. What a pro. Those pictures are, are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, would it be the amazing one, to the, hear? The, I, I think the one they are in front of a, a big mirror, right? Yes, yes, and that's right. Michael is, is uh, on a, uh, some stairs mm. and, and they're just watching the choreography, right? Yeah, that's right. And he, he you know, not only taught Michael his steps and all of that kind of stuff, he, he was the one there envisioning the ideas for these videos and, and uh, the you know, the choreography with Michael and, man, what an absolute visionary to develop some of these timeless routines with Michael. So much talent around around him and, and so much talent to 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 be able to create this, this kind of, like, masterpieces that we have now. Yeah, and that's what Smooth Criminal really is, isn't it? It's a masterpiece. You, in, in, Michael, masterpiece. in Michael Jackson's home private home movies, my favourite MJ TV special ever, um, <laughs> yeah. Michael talks about Smooth Criminal as being the, the video that he's, uh, he was asked most about or talked to most about by fans as being his, um, his you know, 
magnum opus. People out, outside the fan community always think about Thriller, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think Smooth, Smooth Criminal is, is more like a masterpiece for for other kind of, of fans or other kind of people because it's really, really a, a legendary short film. Yeah. It's like goosebumps start to finish for me <laughs> when I watch yeah, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And that, that, that moment where it's like, I don't know what you'd call it, but where it goes into that really experimental vibe with the piano and the cat crawling across the piano and um, yeah. that, that slow-mo section and then that goes for, for like a minute and then it breaks out into the dance routine and, oh, wow, <laughs> I love it. It really takes you to another place. <laughs> totally does. <laughs> Yeah, so if you if you want to learn more about Vincent Patterson and his work with Michael on films such as Smooth Criminal, uh, make sure you go to mjdangerous25.com. I, I can't remember another time where Vincent has ever spoken about Michael. I certainly haven't seen any interviews or anything with him. This is a chance to be a part of something um, where you'll be learning really new, fresh, amazing information. I think this is happening in France, I believe. And I think the website is pretty much mostly in French. Yeah. I think it's on, is, is it on September? Yes. I, I think it's, it's around September. Uh, no, actually, November. 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 Oh. Yep. Okay. So it's the 26th and 27th of November. It might be in Lyon, maybe, if I'm reading this correctly which I'm probably not because I cannot read French. <laughs> we uh, need to call up Christophe Charlot. two-day seminar. Well, yeah, Christophe Charlot or Hector Bajot, some of our French friends. Wow, there's some cool stuff going on here. There's like a meet and greet. You get to like uh, – there's a viewing of Dangerous, the short films as well. I think there's a viewing of the Dangerous tour, probably the Bucharest show. Um <laughs> This is like a this is a full thing. It's a two day affair. Wow! It's really cool. It's really cool. Oh my goodness! They're showing the documentary, "The Man Behind the Throne." That was that documentary that the the Kickstarter was for the crowdfunding campaign. Oh yeah, we spoke about that last year in season one. Yeah, they're okay. showing that. Well, that's awesome. Maybe that gives hope that that documentary will come out for sale at some point too. Oh, and what they're doing is they're – it's a, I don't understand this because it's in French, but it says – I'm going to try and read this. Diffusion de shorts, films, selecciones par Vincent Patterson. I have no idea what that means. But then it says there's commentaries, two times one hour and 15 minutes of commentary with Vincent. So I'm guessing that means they'll have the short films on, like all of Michael's short films or something, and Vincent Patterson will be talking about them while they're playing maybe. Yeah, sounds like it. That would be great. Wow. You don't get that every day. (laughs) No. (laughs) On your living room. (laughs) And now we're going to get like 10 emails from French listeners saying that I'm an absolute idiot. But um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Well, maybe you could talk more about the next seminar because that's an English one. So the next the seminar, oh yeah, Bruce Wadian, that's going to be crazy. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is I this is the guy that worked with Michael from 1979 
to I know he he engineered the um Invincible album as well and I think they did a little bit of work after that too like he worked with Mike he's the one guy that worked with Michael for his entire solo career, career. yeah and yeah, he he's the man <laughs> he's the man he's he he was the one that's responsible for the quality of Michael's music on the the albums that that we all love so he was a, the principal studio engineer that was in charge of the actual recording of all the songs. And, uh, you know, you can read interviews with him where he talks about the amount of length they went to just to record, the, you know, the kick drum for Billie Jean and how much effort they put yeah. into building an actual stage just for the drums to be on so they could capture that sound so beautifully. Uh, and what an amazing master of what he does. And he's also offering a seminar shortly. You can learn about it by going to ticketmaster.no. Uh, we will put a link in the show notes to Bruce Swedean's seminar. This one's particularly special because, you know, as you know, Bruce Bruce is getting on a little bit in terms of his age. Uh, so you, you definitely want to go and see these guys um, talk now. He's such a legend and, and such a sweet, sweet man. Yeah. He's really, really... Hands, hands down, he's the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I absolutely, I have absolutely a, a, a big amount of respect and, and love for this, for this, for this man. I really love him. He was involved in the Tony Sukar uh, album as well. Unity. Yeah, yeah, and that's how I, I got to FaceTime with. Whoa! Bruce. What? <laughs> There's a bit of a scoop. Hello. <laughs> okay. How did that go? Yeah. Yeah, I had I had really. Uh, I, I'm a lucky pig, as as I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm 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 a lucky pig. I through through the Unity project, I I have been able to to do some incredible incredible friends, and I think that that's that's the reason that we us we, the three of us guys got in got in touch because of the Unity project. So. I got in in contact with that now a dear friend of mine who 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 was working with with Bruce at that time. His name is Nick. Uh, hi, Nick. <laughs> a big shout out to Nick. So he was a an assistant engineer for Bruce, and uh, I was uh, like talking to him and asking him about how was Bruce doing after his. I I think he was a. Uh, he he broke his hip right last year, and he was like recovering from that. And I I just want want to say hello to Bruce and this dear friend of mine, Nick, just gave me this surprise last February. I think it was February when Bruce was in Full Sail University. He was doing a conference over there. And they have like a special party or dinner for Bruce, and they 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 face FaceTime with me. Wow! So it was really really cool. I I was like, literally, I was coming back home with some tacos to to have for dinner, <laughs> and I <laughs> and I and I watch. Uh, I have a, a private message, and and Nick was asking me to. 
to answer the call because he he had Bruce on the phone and and he was so kind and so sweet to to put Bruce on FaceTime with me and I was like oh my god if, if there was a person related to Michael that I absolutely adore and respect is this this man Bruce and being able to to thank him for the work and not only the work for the love that he has for Michael Every time that he talks about Michael, you can see the love in his eyes and, and, and how much he appreciated Michael, not only as, as an artist and as a, as he said, the greatest artist, but he has a lot of love and for Michael. And, and I, I was so fortunate to, to, to thank him and I show, and I show him that I have his book <laughs> in the studio with Michael Jackson and he was so happy <laughs> to see that. So it was really one of those special moments as an MJ fan for me that I will always treasure in my heart. <laughs> and I really want to thank Mick for that because he really made uh, a, a really special thing for me and, and I really, really appreciate it. So that was last February. So this has been a really good year for me. <laughs> uh, I got to talk with his wife too, with Bia. Wow. Bia Swedin. And she's a very, very sweet lady. And, and I also, I was so excited, guys, that I, I can't remember what I, uh, what I told. So <laughs> I was so, so excited and, and everything was like, like, in the moment that I, I was really, really thankful that mm. I, I got the opportunity to to thank him for the music and thank him for for the amazing sound that we have on on all these incredible albums that he was responsible for. And not only the technical level and the music, but the love, because th this is a man that really cares about Michael and that really loves him from the heart and that's something i really respect and that's exactly why people should if they can go to this seminar uh ticketmaster will be the seller for tickets for this it's a really it's a really recent announce you know i yeah. i think yeah, yeah. It, it, it has been announced recently yeah and it's coming up really soon it's on the 10th of september um at 6 p.m chateau Oh my god! I don't know how to say that. N e u f, Neuf. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. I'm just gonna say Oslo. It's in Oslo. It's in Oslo. My my dear friend Irene, it's going. It's going. So we can so we can you'll get to hear about it. Ask her. That would be great. It costs five hundred knock to go. I don't know what a knock is in. I would Dollars? say it's the uh, Norwegian currency, Norway. Isn't that where Omar Batty's from, Norway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's two packages. You can go. You can spend 500 knock to get the Ordinaire or you can get the Special for 1,100 knock. What was that called again? The Special. I just wanted you to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Oh, well. well. We will be looking forward to, to hear from, from this incredible seminar, right? Yes. Absolutely. We need to learn as much from Bruce as we can while we have him. And if He's you want to learn, he is a beyond legend. He helped create Michael. And uh, if you want to know anything about Michael's music, 
Who are you going to call? Bruce Wadeer. <laughs> <laughs> C'est Christophe Charlot, auteur du livre sur les pas de Michael Jackson. Merci d'écouter The MG Cast. Speaking of ghosts, um, Tavis Smiley, we had a first spoke about the announcement of his book early in probably season one when it was first announced. We were looking forward to it. His book is now out. It's called Before You Judge Me, The Triumph and Tragedy of Michael Jackson's Last Days. 
what I've read of it. I'm not impressed. I haven't got much more to say. I'm very disappointed. It reads like a tabloid book. A lot of it seems to be sort of, I don't want to say made up, but there's no way that they would have known this. So, yeah, sadly, not a good review. Sorry, Tavis Smiley. Anyone else read it? Bit Shouldn't of it. Be bothered no. reading it? No. Yeah, I've read a little bit of it. Uh, I had high hopes because he's got a great reputation um, as somebody that has great opinions and judgments on things. But honestly, I got I, I knew it was going downhill about five pages in because he uh, recounted a scene where Michael was sitting on a private jet after the This Is It announcements in London. He was like flying back to America or something and he was getting into this insane amount of detail. He was like, Michael put his earphones on and was listening to Stranger in Moscow and then like just just things he could never have ever have known, like just really specific details, even Michael's own thoughts around things. And <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as an author's talking about what Michael Jackson's thinking – it's like okay. So he goes. He goes like beyond Randy Taraborelli. Oh, like that's that kind no, of no. Style. it makes Randy Taraborelli look like Mike Smallcomb. Okay, like okay. this is <laughs> this is like not cool. And you know the the person who said it best, I think, is is friend of the show Andy Healy uh, of MJ One Hundred One fame, who recently yeah. tweeted that it's like the best Michael Jackson fan fiction you're ever going to read. Because that, that's pretty much what it is. It's fan fiction. It's a guy making stuff up all the time. Every page there's made up stuff about what Michael's thinking, feeling, you know, privately. It's just silly, silly stuff and it's fan well, fiction. Well, my money won't be going towards that. No, so no. next. Next. Oh, cool. We've got another book coming, well, uh, Conrad can Murray. We, can we scrape oh. the barrel anymore? <laughs> this is Hello, a, how about... Let's let's just conceptualize this. How about we get the man that murdered Michael Jackson to write a book about how well he knew Michael and all of the secret things that Michael talked to him about over all of their many years of friendship. Oh, well, here you go. How, how, more, how more of a sick mind can you get? Oh, you can't. This? You cannot get sicker than this. Yeah, it is. It's getting a lot of attention. I don't want to give it much attention. It doesn't deserve any attention. I'll have something to say about it if you got if you want to talk about it first, and then I'm going to say my little piece. I'm pretty pissed off, not just by the fact that the book's coming out, because even if his intentions were honourable in writing a book, even if they were, what gives him the right to put in? You know, like to write about his private conversations with Michael Jackson. That's like not on. That's inappropriate to even do that. Michael would have told him those things in total confidence. But I don't believe anything anyway that's going to be in this book. He's probably just going to be making a lot of it up. Um, What annoys me is his behavior right now, even prior to the book coming out, in the media, in the press. I've seen a couple of the interviews he's done and some of the things he's saying that are clearly fabrications and lies about Michael Jackson's character. And uh, just all I can say is God help him because he is stooping to an all-new low level of uh, adding fuel to the fire that is the media right now, dragging Michael's name through the mud. And I'm disgusted, absolutely sickened by his behavior, and he should be totally ashamed. But I, I think it's below low, you know. 
Michael oh, had to oh. endure so much in his life. Uh, you know, his and, name being dragged through the now, mud allegations. And now just let the man rest. Like, I can't believe it. I'm, I'm going to quote here uh, what, what my my friend Jimena told me the other day. Uh, and she's absolutely right because uh, when you, you cannot talk about something that you don't have inside your heart, you know. And all these people telling all these crappy stories and all this, and and all, all this crap, it's because that's what they have inside, and there I I found it so so accurate to to describe the situation, and if that's what they're going to tell in a book, that's what they have inside. That's all I I think about it. I just hope as few people as possible get sucked into this guy's lies. He's just trying to do it to make a dollar. Don't give him any attention, any money. It's sick. It's absolutely yeah. sick. So speaking of giving money, I don't think there's going to be a Michael Jackson fan out there that would pay for this. It's the stupid public that will pay for it. And even more so, it's the media that are paying for you to read these articles. So. Yeah. My advice for fans is stop your bull- like your, your hashtags and boycott Murray and all of tr- you know all of this stuff against Murray on social media because that doesn't achieve much. All that is attempting to do is to get Michael Jackson fans, you know, to boycott it or whatever. They're gonna do that anyway. If they're a Michael Jackson fan, they're not gonna be looking at this book to purchase. What you need to do if you really want to have action against this book is target the people that are making money from it. And who would that be? That would be the publishers. That would be the news outlets that are printing interviews with Murray and printing excerpts from the book. You need to contact them. You need to contact the journalists that are writing about this and express your disgust. You need to contact their news outlets and express your disgust and outrage at this. It is obvious fabrication. It is obvious blood money that he wants to earn because he has no way of earning a real living anymore. So this is, he thinks he's golden ticket. If you want real action, you need to look at where the money is. And that is the media and the publisher. Contact these people and express your outrage. That is how you will have an impact. So stop wailing about your hashtags and all that bullshit because it's not going to achieve anything. You need to go to where the money is. And every time you share an article from the mirror or some other awful God scumbag media outlet that trades on Michael's name and earns money, every time you share a link to one of those articles, you are giving them money. Every click for those websites is money for advertising revenue. So stop yeah. sharing links to any of this because then you're feeding it. Michael said, burn the tabloids. He didn't tell them people to feed the tabloids. And every time you talk about it and share a link to these things, you're feeding the monster. So stop it. Go to the source of the money and Outrage, express your outrage to the publishers and to the media and to the journalists because that is the only way you're going to have any real impact. That's my piece. Yeah, follow the money. Follow the money. Do what Michael told you to do. 
Moving on. There will be no link to Conrad Murray's book in the show notes. <laughs> no. Definitely not. No. <sighs> All right. So. How do we segue into something positive from that? <laughs> History statue. <laughs> History statue. Uh, History statue. We love you, Diana. <laughs> yes. Uh, so some new images have been unveiled uh, from Michael Jackson's history statue photo shoot that took place in New York with Diana Wolchak. And uh, wow. Absolutely stunning. Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. So it looks like the t- photographer's name was Timothy White, mm. I believe. Yeah. The, the main photo that's sort of come out from it is like a, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's like a frontal looking on image at Michael. He's standing right in front of the camera. You can see from his feet right up to his head, arms outstretched. It's not the pose that got selected or chosen for the for the history statue, but uh, wow, the detail is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's an incredible photo shoot. Yeah, it's really uh christmas came earlier this year (laughs) (laughs) it was like this it was like this last year except a little bit later we had you know september october mj beats was like leaking something every day yeah Um, (laughs) and now stuff's coming but it's just yeah like you said started a little bit earlier but this is a great one to to go and check out yeah Yeah, you you, you need to have this good stuff to 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 kind of like balance all the crappy stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, this this came at a good time actually. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> this is the sort of stuff actually that I would like to see in um, products that come out. Uh, like if they were ever to release another album, say for example they reissued History. How amazing would it be to have like a, a little booklet full of these photos that were taken at the shoot With that were never incredible used? Incredible photos. Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. I love the shot, which is. Um, uh, so close up of his face and then close up of like his hands clenched in fists at his mm. side to get the detail of his hands and like the tendons and that kind of thing. Um, I love that detail. That's pretty amazing. If you head to timothywhite.com, you'll be able to find the photos there. It's something really cool, like close ups of Michael's face so they can get the shadows and how light falls across his face. Um, but yeah, that photo of him with his hands outstretched—that's really something. Yeah. And as you say, this is really amazing that we we have almost like every day this kind of new stuff coming out. So it's really, really a good a good time. Yeah. There's... For these leak, leaks. Yeah, and it wasn't the only photo leak that happened either recently. There was another one. Actually, I'm not going to say leak because they might have come out before, but I'd, I'd certainly never seen them. But there was another set of really high-resolution photos from the black or white film shoot. Yeah, um, yeah. Lots of beautiful black and white photography. Uh, I, I'd never personally seen them, but they were stunning. I don't know where they came from. Yeah, everyone was sharing those pictures. <laughs> So you couldn't help but but to to watch it on your face Facebook timelines yes. or yeah. on your Facebook Instagram. Facebook was a wash, wasn't it? It yes. was like, what is happening here? It's black or white day. <laughs> yeah, those those are the things that that we need more more and more every day. Yeah. <laughs> Good things, that's, and that's why we talk about them because that's the cool stuff that us fans nerd out about, like 
yeah, seeing these behind the scenes of, you know, the history sculpture statue photography session and, you know, just those poses that, you know, you wouldn't have seen before and the detail, you know, of Michael's clenched fists and things like that. And then the black white shoot, like all these little angles that you're familiar with, but then, you know, he's flicking his hair and the light is shining differently here. And it's so awesome. You can never get enough of that stuff. Yeah. Never. And speaking about learning about uh, behind-the-scenes sort of things to do with Michael Jackson, there is, of course, a convention coming up soon. Uh, the Kingvention 2016 is happening in London on the 10th of September 2016. And uh, only 49 days, 14 hours, 30 minutes and 26 seconds till the convention starts. <laughs> I'm on their website now looking at the countdown and uh, it's going to be really, really amazing. Last year was incredible. There was, of course, Rob Hoffman and Diana Walsack who spoke at last year's convention. Uh, this year's has uh, a, a different range of, of special guests that are going to be there. Dan Beck. Tom Russo, and Yuko Samita Jackson, three people that knew and worked with Michael. Yuko Samita Jackson was a dancer and choreographer on the Dangerous World Tour. She was one of the main female dancers in Ghosts as well. Tom Russo, engineer, mixer, production team, and technical director for the Dangerous album. And Dan Beck, the person that I would love to hear from. Absolutely. He was the former SVP marketing and sales manager at Epic Sony during the dangerous and history eras. What a time to be marketing for Michael Jackson. I would love to hear uh, all of his stories. Uh, Kingvention is going to be absolutely great. They also have a lot of other highlights uh, that you can go and see. Captain EO from page to screen. A look at the creative process, the visual works of Captain EO. There's going to be live panels and discussions. There's photo galleries. There's a beautiful dangerous album mural to check out. You can watch the making of Moonwalker get screened there. Uh, lots and lots of musical performances. Will you be there? A London live, sorry, a London international gospel choir version and Club 30s to have a bit of fun on the dance floor with other MJ mates and something you can't miss, the King of Shop the MJ Marketplace, where you can get 100% official uh, Michael Jackson new and vintage merchandise as well. So definitely check out Kingvention at kingvention.com. Uh, it's the world's best Michael Jackson convention. And speaking of conventions, there's another convention coming up in London. London really seems to be the happening place for all things Michael Jackson these days, or Europe at least. Uh, there's another one coming called On The Wall, not off the wall. This is MJ on the wall and a uh, pretty clever title because what this one is, is a Michael Jackson art exhibition. Uh, and from what I can see here, reading about it on uh, the MJ archives group on Facebook is it doesn't seem to be official artworks that Michael commissioned or official photography of Michael Jackson or anything like that. It seems to me to be a fan uh, Michael Jackson artwork convention uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say fan, but uh, people, artists that have put together pieces on Michael Jackson uh, that are being exhibited in London. It's a three-day art event, Thursday, the 28th of July, 2016. Next week. Oh, my God, it is next week almost, yeah. yeah. I don't know what day it is today. So. I think it's Friday. Uh-huh. 
um, in addition to being able to see a lot of different art pieces and portraits and different things on Michael Jackson, you also have the opportunity to purchase different items there as well, such as sales, uh, sorry, such as prints of um, original artworks, vinyl, vintage books, posters. Uh, There's going to be a lot of cool things like um, raffles and things like that. There's books that have been donated by Chris Cadman, um, a brilliant UK author on Michael Jackson as well. And uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. To find out more about it, it doesn't look like it has a website. It seems like a pretty mysterious sort of event. You've got to go to a Facebook group to, to learn more about it. So we'll have a link in the show notes. Look, if you're one of our listeners and you're in London uh, and you're free on this uh, particular date, opening times are Thursday and Friday, 28th and 29th of July, 11 a.m. till 5.30 p.m. It's also open on Saturday, the 30th of July. Uh, if you're free on that time and uh, you've got it says here that you can get in for three pounds, which goes all the money that gets given goes to charity as well to get in. Uh, if you have a chance to go to On The Wall, uh, send us an email at themjcast at iCloud.com and tell us what the event was like because it looks really fun. Well, I guess London needs something exciting after Brexit. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. What, what the mess. hell were you thinking? What the hell were you thinking, people? For God's sake. They honestly. Weren't. Oh, anyway, have fun at the exhibition. I haven't, we haven't got links. This is brand new news that Jamin just came gave out to today. us like, yeah, minutes before we went on air. Yeah. So yeah. we haven't even got and, the link and, to look at and, it ourselves. Yeah, and it's, it's next, next, next week, right? Yeah, next very week. quick. So, yeah, if you're subscribed to the show, that means you'll be up to date listening to us and then you won't miss out on things like this. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I would tour. That would be so cool to have like a touring uh, Michael Jackson art exhibition around the world that, you know, would visit museums and art galleries all over the world. That would be yeah. so great. It's just something that doesn't get enough attention. Like I would say Michael's actual art that he commissioned gets a fair bit of attention because the artists that who made those pieces often put them out in official, you know, books and things like that. But um you know, actual like other artists and especially fans that are artists, their work on Michael really doesn't get a look in. Um, I mean, we could hope one day maybe the estate or something would <laughs> commission a, a book where they could maybe they could. Do, here's an idea, estate. Get your notepads out. Free how, idea how, for you. Here's a free idea. How good would this be? Put a post up on MichaelJackson.com. Give people six months to submit their own artwork of Michael. Have Michael's family judge the artwork and then the pieces that are chosen can get put into a book that we can buy and the money can go to charity. There's a free idea. Yay. <laughs> there you go. How simple is that? Even Michael really loved the art that fans made for him. Like he had a gallery on his own website, mjsource.com, and Karen Fay would upload the pieces of art that fans would send and they would be on display on his own site. So it's in his spirit, like yeah. such a good idea. Yeah, amazing. Delighted to have with us one of America's youngest institutions, five of our very favorite people who in fact are doing us the honor of letting us celebrate with them their 10th anniversary in show business. A great welcome gang for the Jacksons.
if you remember these songs. I never can say goodbye. Don't wait for me. I never can say goodbye. Even though the pain and heartaches seem to follow me wherever I go. Though I try and try to have my feet since they always seem to show. Then you try to say you're leaving me. And I hope it never seems to Tell me why. Is it so? Don't wanna let you go. This is Janneke and you're listening to the MJ Cast. If you're after a leading magazine on all things Michael Jackson and the Jackson family, check out Jackson Source. Jackson Source publishes Jackson Magazine annually and it offers a full retrospect of the previous year covering all the news, highlights and events of the first and next generation of Jacksons in the form of articles, interviews, photos, categories and exclusive contributions from Jackson family members. The 2015 edition of Jackson Magazine is now available and features articles about the message in Michael's music, the legacy of the Jackson 5, exclusive interviews with Tito, Jermaine, Taj, Terrell and TJ, as well as exclusive pictures of Tito, Jermaine, Jafar and Your Majesty, and loads more. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at JacksonSource. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, this is Diana Walzak, sculptor of the Michael Jackson history statue, and you're listening to the MJ Cast. Okay, looks like uh, in the next piece of news, the Casios are back at it again. Those pesky Casios. Mm. Need, need some money? Do you need some money? <laughs> what do we got this time? This is Frank Casio, the brother. He's, uh, we don't have fake tracks this time. It looks like we've got real tracks, but this time he's yes, well, Frank. Yeah, don't get Eddie and Frank confused. They're different people. They really are two different people. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, <laughs> looks like Frank's uh, loving this website, gottahaverockandroll.com, because there's a few little items up there for auction, including private footage of Michael Jackson with Elizabeth Taylor, uh, never-before-seen footage that you can go there and buy, if that's not creepy enough. Uh, there's also music that you've never heard before either. There's two separate Michael Jackson songs, tracks that are up there uh, for purchase. Uh, they look real to me because at the bottom of one of them, it's actually got the words Brad Buxer written, who, of course, uh, was one of Michael's engineers and producers that was working with him a lot 
Um, I could write Brad Buxer on a CD as well. <laughs> <laughs> I have Brad Buxer's signature on a poster. So. Well, there, there you we go. go. Jump on, gotta have <laughs> rockandroll.com. <laughs> The Love the you. songs the songs I'm still gonna throw my hat in the ring and say that I think these are real. One of them's called Revenge. Uh, it's dated the second, oh, sorry, February twenty second, nineteen ninety five. So kind of in that history era, just after history uh, came out. I did reach out to Rob Hoffman, who was one of Michael's engineers during this time, and I asked Rob if he'd ever heard of the song, and Rob said he hadn't. Uh, you've also got another track here. This is a CD. Uh, the first one, sorry, was a cassette tape. This one is an actual CD. It's called If I Were to Wish. And on the CD uh, is written Frank and Angel, Angel being Eddie Cassio's nickname. Uh, look, we do know we do know that Michael was legitimately working with, with Eddie Cassio on a number of songs. That is actually the case um, before everything happened, you know, um, in 2020. 10 but uh it's called if i were to wish i wouldn't be surprised if it was some kind of instrumental track it's got bucks are written on the bottom who knows they'll be sold for a lot of money they'll be circulated around the, the fan community we'll see if they leak it we'll be able to make a judgment then yep not how this should be happening same. at all this should not no. be happening this way the casios no. No. should not be auctioning off michael's private home videos and music to fans just going to go out and say it's a bit it. gross. This, yeah, it's a bit gross. They're auctioning off the video. Yeah, this, this place should be called Gotta Have Money instead of <laughs> Gotta Have Rock and Roll. Gotta Have Money. That's so true. So it's true. incredible what people have to do to eat. <laughs> Man, yeah, people get a work. <laughs> so what a class act the Cassios continue to be. Yeah, so Ouch. sad. Um, more leaks for a change. These are really good ones. We had a massive leak actually um, a couple of days ago. I was really excited by it. There's a, a kind of a from Lavelle Smith. Yeah, Lavelle Smith Jr., friend of the show. Um, and Michael, of course, did a performance in 2002 in honor of uh, Bill Clinton and uh, the Democrats in America. It was a political sort of fundraising event. I can't remember the name of the. The event. I'm trying to think of it. Democratic convention was it? Convention. The Democratic convention? Yeah. No, it, was, it actually had a name. It was like I'll try and remember. I'll look it up later. But uh, anyway, Michael Jackson performed there, and he did a few different songs. He did Black or White, Dangerous, and I think Heal the World. He performed live on stage with um, Dave Navarro, the guitarist. Um, yeah, instead of Slash. Yeah, instead of Slash, and we had seen footage of this performance before. We'd, we'd actually gotten uh, Dangerous had come out at one point, and then later we got the entire set uh, leaked, but only the audio. Uh, but we'd never actually seen video of Black or White or Heal the World until a couple of days ago when Lavelle Smith Jr. actually leaked uh, the uh the black or white performance uh, from his private footage that Michael did ask him to record. And uh, wow, it's, it's, it is really great seeing Michael perform in that era. Certainly something very rare to see as well. This is related to the seminars and workshops that Lavelle is uh, making around the world, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. This is, uh, I, I think it's related with, with that. And he's the, uh, like, Showing this kind of 
material in those, uh, he's going to show that kind of material in those workshops and, and those seminars. I have the the pleasure to to be in his workshop here in Mexico last last year, and I, I, I have the pleasure to meet him and to talk to him. And I mean, it's really incredible how, how much in contact with people that work with Michael I've been over the past year. It's really been a blessing for me. And he's another really close person to Michael and a really respectful uh, and and really full of love and respect for Michael. And that's that's really cool that they they can share this these kind of things with us. That's right, friend of the show, Lavelle Smith Jr. Yeah, hi, Lavelle. <laughs> <laughs> love your work. Oh my God, so good. We absolutely do. He also went on some kind of a talk show recently. Um, I think it was in South America. Oh, and Brazil. He, yeah, he in was Brazil. in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. And he, he was... They, um, they, the Brazilians, they loved him. And, and he, he says that he absolutely feels like in home when, when he's been in Brazil. So he was in, in Brazil recently. Yeah, he did some... He, he's quite heavily involved with Michael Prince and doing sort of uh, tribute performances with tribute artists and uh there was a really cool um i i don't usually really like watching a lot of tribute artists i don't know why it's not really just my thing i, I really respect them and they're really cool and, I'm, and that's great if you're into that sort of thing um but I, I did happen to watch one recently and there was a guy performing dangerous interestingly dancing to dangerous and singing live which is incredible um but halfway through the performance, the song shifted from Dangerous into Blue Gangster. And I was like, oh, what's going to happen here? And then Lavelle comes out in like a dangerous style suit, but yeah. with a blue uh-huh. shirt and starts dancing to Blue Gangster. And that was really cool. I love that sort of like new innovative stuff that, that tribute artists can really do. Um, so that was a lot of fun. But but in the process of Lavelle doing these kind of performances, he was also promoting them on talk shows. And he went on one talk show recently and showed some of this footage that we're talking about. He showed some of the black or white stuff, but he also showed some really special footage of Michael rehearsing for the 95 MTV Awards. He's wearing... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's wearing pretty much his, what you would typically see him wear for The Way You Make Me Feel on stage, but he's he's doing some Billy Jean moves. And then for the first time ever, we were lucky enough to see some rehearsal footage from the HBO special, which has never been shown before. The fabled so, legendary HBO. The legendary one night HBO. Only. Yeah. 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 One day, one day. <laughs> one day, hopefully. One day we will see. Yeah. Uh, Michael wasn't on stage. It was Lavelle blocking out the dance moves, just like Travis Payne did in portions of This Is It. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, we know One Night Only didn't happen because Michael was hospitalized. Uh, Some spooky kind of comparisons there too. This is it. Yeah. Um, But uh, Kind of like a deja vu for us right now. Yeah. But we know that, at least now we know that it was filmed. So, I I mean, I just, I would love to see more. And I guess if if you go to Lavelle's seminars, you will see that sort of stuff. So, check it out. Don't miss it. That's definitely one of the best leaks this week for sure. Awesome stuff. So, wrapping up the news, we've got two little points that we're going to cover. Uh, August 26, 27, and 28 is the upcoming Michael Jackson convention uh, in Las Vegas. So, it's a big convention they do yearly to celebrate Michael's birthday. Head to michaeljacksonconvention.com. Uh, The theme of this year is Planet Earth, 
uh, and you'll be able to get tickets and everything from that website. Um, so I wanted to mention that and using that as a lead-in for a call out for you, yes, you listening right now to send in if you hear of any Michael Jackson birthday celebrations coming up in August, uh, an audio submission. That's right. You can be on the MJ cast. So send in your audio submissions, giving your uh, name, the name of the event, who's putting the event on, um, any relevant details, any relevant websites or tickets or or whatever details would be useful to get people to your Michael Jackson birthday celebration or one that you will be attending yourself. Uh, you could email that to themjcast at icloud.com. Please just have yourself speaking with no music in the background. Don't be singing any songs to us. Just <laughs> a quick audio, just a quick audio submission of the the event and the details, so that we can get the word out there for Michael Jackson birthday celebrations for 2016. Sunberg, studio engineer and technical director for Michael Jackson and host of In the Studio with MJ. You're listening to the MJ cast. So, Ale, it's so great that you're on the show with us, and especially because you recently went to the MJU event in Los Angeles, and we cannot wait to share with our listeners your experience and how you felt with all of MJU. So, we're going to talk for a little bit now. Our main discussion topic will be MJU and your experience there. So tell us about MJU, like uh, what sort of ticket package did you get and how, how many of the days did you go to and how did you feel there? Oh, my God, that, that was quite a trip. So MJU, for those of you who, who don't know what what is or what, what was it about, was an event organized by Brad Sundberg from In the Studio with MJ. And it was like a very, very special celebration, or I, I would say commemoration for this past week of June 20, for June 25 to, uh, to have place in Los Angeles. And this event was, man, I, I was been wanting to go to one of the, in the, in the studio with MJ for over the past two years. 
and I haven't been able to go. So for those of you who don't know what it is, you can go to in the studio with MJ.com and learn all about it. Brad Songberg is um, uh, was an engineer who worked with Michael since like around uh, 1985 and uh, for for quite over two decades, you can say. And he was the one who was responsible for all the the sounds of Neverland and all those beautiful, beautiful things that they built for Neverland. He was responsible for all the music and all the the sonic system that were built especially for Neverland. And Brad has been doing these seminars all over the world. And this time, the one that I got the chance to go was MJU, which is Michael Jackson University. So it was four days. I got the special VIP pass for the the four days. And I have the the privilege to be all like an entire week. I I I was in Los Angeles for the four days for MJU. Um, I I got to stay there for the very anniversary, the the seventh anniversary of Michael's passing. We were at Forest Lawn that very same day, and the day before I was able to go to Neverland. So. This is one of the, or, or I will say, the most special trip I have, I have had in my life because it was not only the music and all the amazing stories that Brad shares with us in in this kind of events, but all the amazing and incredible people that that was there in MJU, not only as uh, as the special guest, like we have Brad Baxter, we have. Michael Prince, uh, Rob Hoffman, Craig Huxley, and we have, of course, Brad Sunberg, but all all the amazing people that were in the in in the audience, all the amazing fans that I got to to know. Some of them I I have been friends over the internet for the past two years. Uh, a big shout out to Marisa. Hola Marisa, aquí estamos en el MJ cast. <laughs> She's a dear friend of mine and in that I, I I have been able to to befriend for over the, the a couple of years and we got to to meet there in LA. She's from Spain and she's she's a she's the sweetest lady lady. She's such a sweetest warm warm uh, such a special person for me. And so, this was the first time you were meeting. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and wow. and we we were planning this trip. Uh, I when Brad break the news of MJU back in December, I was like, oh man, I, I really really need to go to this to this one. This is the the one that I need to go right. And I was telling her that I was planning to go and everything, but she's in she's in Spain, like I told you. And she was able to go to the Michael Jackson in the studio with Michael Jackson seminar uh, back in, I think it was last year in September or July, I can't remember. But Brad was over there in Madrid and Marisa was there in the seminar. So I was telling her that I was planning to go to LA and and not even in my wildest dreams, I I would have thought that she, she was going to share this amazing experience with me, you know, and that may, makes it even more and more special because we, we got to meet over there in, in LA. We got to share this incredible 
experience of being not only in the same room with these incredible, talented people, but listening to these stories that are really told from the heart, you know, not only at the technical level that these people are really incredible and, and they're at the top or of, the, of their field, you know, but telling and sharing this really from the heart, it was something, it was really like a special vibe you could feel in, in that room. We were like, I think, 60 or 70 people. Uh, yeah, and you you could see people from literally all over the world. There, there were some Australian fans. There were some people from Norway, like, like I told you, my friend Irene. There were, I think we were the only ones, Spanish speakers over there. I got to meet uh, Andy Healy also. He he was such a such a sweet guy. Yeah, great guy. And there was a great great guy. And and he he knows how to say mi nombre es Andy. My name is Andy <laughs> in Spanish. <laughs> so he he was uh, sharing some some really sweet stories with us when we were like in 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 between the the in between the days and in between the the conferences and we got to meet also people from Norway from Australia uh, Marisa from Spain I, I I was from Mexico and I think th there there were a lot of people from the US the most of of the audience were from the US different cities around the US uh, a big shout out also to my dear friend Stefan Holly that I was also speaking with him from archives and we got to meet uh, there in, in the seminars and it was really, really cool. So we were sitting next to each other and it was really funny because you you can almost have like the a very international panel, you know, Mexico, Spain, Norway, US. <laughs> it was all these different people coming from all over the world and sharing all this incredible passion and all this incredible love for Michael. And what I really, really enjoyed the most was the vibe, you know. Mm. It was almost like you can, I don't know, you can feel Michael's presence there because there was so much love in the air and there was so much respect and there was so much commitment, I will say also. It was like a huge outpouring of love. And what makes it more special or even more special was was the date, you know. It, it was the very same week of the anniversary, so we were like in a special mood also because we were there for a lot of different reasons maybe, but we have that very reason in common and it was such a such a special time that i will cherish forever in my heart i did not all not only learn about michael's artistry and michael's incredible musical quality i i one thing i can tell is that after being to one of these seminars you cannot listen to the music in the same way you used to you are totally kind of like with a new pair or of ears almost. It's like rediscovering the music and re real. I I will say 
learning again or learning in a different way how to listen to the music. And that was really amazing for me, being from another background and being not someone who is related to the musical field. I totally, totally enjoyed the way that these incredible and talented people share with you the, all their knowledge. And they are so humbled and they are so, so just kind, I would say. I, I really enjoyed the vibe, the vibe of all the event. Mm. And Brad is such a good storyteller she he's so funny and <laughs> when i when i got to meet him i felt like like if i knew him from before and and it was all this like everyone was talking to each other like we we were friends from from all of our lifetime you know and that was a really special thing to to share i i got to make new friends i got to meet with old friends that i haven't been able to to meet in person and i i am so full of gratitude you know to have been able to live this incredible experience and i what i i'm most like moved about all this this experience is the amount of love jamon and you mm. it was like this never ending love for this man and this never ending respect and this never ending like community uh, kind of feeling you know even though we we came from all over the world and maybe we won't see in a long time or we won't see again it was this sense of community and and this sense of i i, I would say like like tony sukar says this unity you know this really unity and that that is something that I think that if Michael was in a sense there, he must have been smiling because of that of that vibe. It was such a beautiful vibe. And I don't I don't wanna be a spoiler and, and I really, really encourage you guys that if you have the chance to go to one of these seminars that Brad Sonberg is is doing around the world don't miss the chance it's quite quite such an experience that you will be so impressed with the music but you what you will enjoy the most will be the stories and the way the stories are told and that that's something amazing the day after mju ended we as i told you we went to neverland and oh my god that was really I would say like one of the best days of my life because for me it was the first time I I got to be there and it, it was like the most, the place where I felt the most Michael. Mm. The next day we went to Forest Lawn on the, the very, the, the, the very same day of the anniversary and I didn't, I didn't expect much of that day i i wasn't thinking about it all the time because i i didn't want to feel sad or to be in that mood but i only cried once <laughs> which is <laughs> kind of like um I'm, I'm, I'm impressed but what i felt being at, at forest lawn 
wasn't I, I didn't felt Michael, you know? I I felt his presence or his vibe or his energy more in Neverland. And it was this trip has been such uh once again learning a learning for me because as I have the opportunity to share with you guys and maybe we can share that poem in the show in the show notes. Remember the poem that I share with you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for uh, putting that by the way. Oh no. It was it was really my pleasure. But I I found a poem uh, for I, I would talk I would tell the story for our listeners. I, I found a poem just a week uh, before the, the I traveled to LA. And this poem is about not going to someone's grave and cry because that person is not there. Uh, the, the, the soul or the essence of a person does not remain on a, on, a, on a grave or does not belong to a grave. And the poem said that you don't, don't you go to cry to my grave. And I, I found it so amazing that I, I, I came across this poem exactly a week before, you know, exactly a week before going to Forest Lawn. And call me crazy or whatever, but I, I found these things very significant. And, and I, I, I think that that really set the mood for me to, to do this trip and not to, to suffer, you know, but to enjoy and to celebrate that, not to be sad because he's no longer with us, but to celebrate that he was with us, you know. It was something that for a, it took me a while to understand, but it has helped me a lot to, to, to move in a lot of things in my personal life, you know, to understand that people come and go and, 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 Everyone, every one of us are, are going to, to die one day. No? But you don't have to suffer that because it's, a, it's the way that it is meant to be. But you shouldn't be crying for, for a person when, when he's no longer with us. But you should celebrate that that person, in this case, touch our lives, you know, and, and, and continues to touch our lives in this incredible and amazing way. How incredible and how amazing and how proud must Michael be that we are talking at this very moment, guys. Mm. You in, in Australia, me in Mexico <laughs> with this crazy time zones and everything about it, but we're having this incredible time and we are sharing this passion and we are sharing this love and we are sharing and and putting like the best of ourselves and giving away, like giving giving back. I mean, these incredible things that he has put in our in our hearts, you know. And all this trip for me was like like this. And I'm 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 I've been wanting to write about it, but like I told you, I haven't been able to do it. But this this trip has been amazing for me in a lot of levels not on not only as a fan not only in a lot of levels i i do and absolutely believe that things come in the right time and everything happens for a reason and all that stuff but for me coming across that poem a week 
before I, I went to, to Forest Lawn, really set the mood and, and really prepare me to like get over it, you know, like be happy and, and, and be joyful and celebrate his, not only his music and his legacy that everyone knows about it, but let's celebrate his life. Let's celebrate that he was here with us and let's celebrate that he really made a difference in our life, he, that he really touched our hearts and ha- that he really touched our lives. Mm. And that's what I was thinking all the time when I was when I was in Neverland, that I have uh, a, the video of the very same moment when we arrived to Neverland. And man, you can, you can hear my... <gasps> When we when we arrived there, because it was so meaningful for me to be uh, outside those doors that us fans have so many years seen in in the news and and on on the newspapers and everything, but actually being there and and being in a place and thinking about that he was there that that was his very special home but nothing on the later years you know not not think of of the sadness and and all the other things that at the end ended that ended up on the wrong on on the wrong way you know Mm. but thinking of of what it meant of what michael wanted that place to be of, of of the meaning of that place it's a beautiful place just to be outside the those doors it's beautiful. It's so calm and you can feel the air and those trees are beautiful. That place is beautiful. And it was only the outside. It was only from the doors, you know, and watching all these uh, people is uh, from all over the world goes there and, and leave their kind of like their tributes, you know, they leave flowers and they leave cards and everything. And just feeling all this love and, and all what Michael wanted this place to, to, be. to be. It was really beautiful. It was, a, I would say it was the best day and, and it's forever will be one of the best days of my life. I haven't, like I told you, I never have had the chance to to meet Michael, not not in this life. <laughs> but as crazy as it sounds, I could tell you that I absolutely felt him in that place and yeah. and felt that that peace, you know, and felt that I I was like re, like my my heart was like so so at peace being at that place and I was so thankful and I really tried to think and all of you guys <laughs> when I was there like like kind of like do to have you there with me you know and it was such a, a special moment for me I, I am so thankful so so thankful with with God with with Michael with everything that that was in place so I could do this trip and the next day when we went to Forest Lawn, I was like, I know that he's not there, you know, and not because I think that he he's alive and all that crazy stuff. <laughs> I respect what people think, but is I, I, I don't share the thinking, but I was like so at peace, you know, I, I wasn't sad. I wasn't angry. I wasn't, it was like 
he it, this is the way things are no and it's it's such a a nice and a sweet thing that people keep remembering him yeah. and to see all over i think it was 10,000 plus uh, 10,500 roses for Michael. Yes, that's right. And to, yeah, to see all these incredible tributes and all this outpouring of love. Uh, the, yeah. that, that's the, the perfect right to describe it. Outpouring of love. And all these people coming together and everything. Uh, and everyone trying to, to meet with each other and, and sharing memories. And I, I didn't see... Any, anyone crying or sad, it was more like a, a, a commemoration, you know, a, a kind of like, I don't, I don't want to use the word celebration because I don't want to, to be misunderstood, but kind of like, let's celebrate his life. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah. And let's, let's move on to honor his life because he, he was here with us. He's no, no longer with us, but let's celebrate what he what he left and his mm. incredible legacy so it was kind of like a round trip for me you know <laughs> starting with mju and all the incredible stories and the incredible music one of the guests that i enjoyed the most every every guest was amazing but one of the the guests that i enjoyed the most was definitely brad boxer man that that man has so much love and respect for Michael and he talks in such a honest way about him that you cannot help to respect him. I I, I got the chance I got the chance to talk to him after the 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 event uh, finished and he's such a sweet guy and and I think he <laughs> you you won't believe that or maybe you know that by now, but he is a pilot. That's right. Yeah, he, yes. he pilots a, an, an airplane. I think it's a commercial airplane. <laughs> and yep. you see, it's like how crazy is that? Maybe you you have been on a plane that that was <laughs> that that was being fly uh, fly by yeah. Brad Boxer's yeah. pilot that was being piloted by Brad Boxer. <laughs> and that's, he's that's pretty crazy. How how crazy is that? <laughs> And he's such a smart guy. He's almost like genius, really. And having Brad playing his um, piano and, and, and playing to these incredible songs, not only Stranger in Moscow, but Will You Be There? And, and listening this, to the stories, but listening to this man that was his musical director for the history tour and that was uh, such an incredible composer and engineer and having he the actual person you know telling the stories and and playing the music was like oh my god i'm really this is really happening <laughs> i cannot believe yeah. and he 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 has such a uh, honest way to talk about Michael. I really, really respect when people are is that honest, you know? Because that that is something that you cannot fake. You cannot fake to be that kind of like straightforward. Mm. And Brad Boxer give me 
abs- the that 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 vibe that he was so that what you see is what you get, you know. Um, he told us uh, a lot of incredible stories, and he shares a lot. But he also says that there's a lot of things that he maybe he's not talking about, mm, not even in his lifetime. And he's really respectful of the things that Michael shared with him. Yeah. And and I I think that's really really shows the value of a person, you know. And having all these in, not only talented and incredible people that worked with him, but that were that these people that really were close to Michael. And you cannot help to think that if Michael was so close to these kind of people that are so so of of such a high value. In, in terms of, of humanity, that shows what Michael was about. And, yeah. and I, I, really, I really was left with that feeling. Well, thank you so much for sharing those stories with us. It sounds like you had an absolutely amazing time. I'm, I'm very jealous that you, you've been to uh, see Brad Sandberg speak. <laughs> but I, I was speak. thinking a, a lot of you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we know there. you were because we want to thank you as well, especially for we know you put a couple of little, uh, you know, um, items or tokens, I should say, at uh, Forest Lawn for us. Uh, even a printout, yeah. I think, of the, the MJ Cast logo, which really, yeah. really <laughs> meant so much to Q and I. So thank you from the, from the bottom of our bottom of our hearts that you were able to do that. Yeah, it was my mm. pleasure. Much appreciated. Yeah, it was so awesome that we got to share the um, MJU story and the whole LA experience with the listeners. Uh, yeah, we were lucky that we could get you. Thank you for getting up at 3 a.m. in the morning to <laughs> to join us on the line. Um, but we really appreciate it and we hope that our listeners also do and send in your feedback for the show and what you thought of Alice's stories and her experience and, yes, life-changing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Something tells exactly. me this Absol- won't be the absolutely. last time you hear of uh, Ale on the MJ cast. So, absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, super quickly, we're going to run through this really as fast as we can because I can smell my pizza dinner from the other room. <laughs> Ale, I can smell you- my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I've already eaten mine. <laughs> well, Ale was talking. <laughs> I had an omelet. Cheeky bugger. <laughs> Um, Ale, have you got a find of the week that you can tell everyone and then we'll put a link to the show notes? Uh, actually, I want I want to share. Um, this is a, a remix that you can find on, on YouTube that was the one with uh, the, the one that Brad started the day with on MJU. It's called you can find it under Michael Jackson remix by Mar- Marcio Giannullo. Have you okay. have you listened to that? I Maybe I do it. listen to a lot of remixes, but I will have to double check if I've heard this one. Yeah, I it's, love a, it's, a, it's a ten minute. It's a ten minute long, and it's really, really amazing. It's an amazing remix, and it was the one uh, that Brad used to kind of like build, like in crescendo, and all, all while all of us kept uh, coming to the room. He had that one on on the speakers, and we were like, "Oh my God, we're we're about to start!" (laughs) So I want to share that so you can feel a little about what we live there. So I'm gonna give you the link so you can listen to it. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait. 
Hugh, your find of the week. Okay, so I'm going to be super cheeky and I'm going to have two. Oh, so, what? Ah, uh, uh, what? I'm cheating. <laughs> <Naughty>. <laughs> no, they're good ones and they're related. So my first one is uh, the latest episode from Who Jenkins of Moonwalk Talks. I thought that was a really awesome episode. It's episode 16 mm-hmm. and it's called I'm angry hashtag the real MJ, which was actually a hashtag we started. So that was awesome. <laughs> just, saying. Um, <laughs> just saying, thank you very much, Jenkins. I loved your episode so much. It said so like, well, what I couldn't really articulate um, really well produced, really well put together. It's uh, how long is it? 27 minute long podcast episode. Um, it deals with all of the bullshit articles that was in the media recently and all of those fake documents and, and created documents that went in with the discovery documents to make it look like something really awful. So um, go listen to it. You'll learn something. You'll be able to speak about it with more confidence when you're trying to correct people. So, yeah, episode number 16 of Moonwalk Talks. Well done, Jenkins. So that was my first one. My second one is very similar. It's related. It's about the same bullshit that was in the media recently. (laughs) It's by um, YouTube star or, like, internet sort of celebrity and and interviewer and uh, Snapchat and Instagrammer. from New Zealand. His name is Liam McEwen and he, on Twitter, you can find him easily at Liam McEwen. McEwen is spelled M C E W A N. He did a terrific little short form video debunking all of those ridiculous stories that was in the media. So I know that we might hear about something that's a bit longer and maybe in more detail, but for me, this was the perfect length um, Ewan, uh, sorry, Liam McEwen is a super mega Michael fan. He loves Michael and you can tell that he's not just passionate about him, but that he's a huge mega fan like us. And yeah, that was my other find of the week. Nice. My find is similar to yours, Q, except, uh, it's a bit longer, like you said, than Liam's. It's by a gentleman who goes by the name of Razor Fist. Uh, who put out a fantastic video on YouTube called the Michael Jackson Rebuttal Vlog. And uh, it goes for quite a while. It goes for about half an hour or just a little bit more, I think. Um, But yeah, it addresses all of the crazy, silly, stupid stories that are out at the moment, uh, courtesy of Conrad Murray and UK tabloids. And he just goes to town on these guys. This is like a Q rant on some kind of crazy steroids. drug. Yeah, <laughs> on it is, steroids. Yeah, this is Q rant times a thousand. If you like yep. your Q rants, go and get razor fisted because it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty epic. He just and, destroys uh, these tabloids. He, he just throws the evidence yep. out and it's really well edited. You've got... You've actually got like videos, like images and videos fading in and out while he's talking. Um, very well edited. And the aggression in the video is warranted. Like it doesn't come across as fake or like anything like that. Or he's, he's legitimately angry at these tabloids and it's it's awesome to watch. Yep. Nice yeah. find. Yep. Cool. All right. Just because Ale had 4,000 shout outs in the show. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna run through to close the show out. Here we um, go. Thank yous, <laughs> and it's a long list, but bear with me. And thank you so much, everyone has interacted with us across Instagram. I want to give two shout outs: one to Hayden Hyen. I Quinn. think you would say Hayden Huin. Huin. There you go, Hayden Huin, and MJ Immortal in my heart. So that's my two Instagram shout outs and the Twitter shout outs at O'Brien Jacobs. Annie is not okay. MJ Lovers ID in Indonesia. Uh, Fadley Jackson, of course. And at Sanj89, at Akaside, at Socks and Loafers. I uh, just wanted to say we love the idea, but we would want to do that idea justice and spend the amount of time and effort that they each deserve. While we don't have plans for that yet, it is something we think about and wouldn't say no to yet. So thank you very much for the idea. Um, also, shout-outs to at MJ, at Michael J Canada, at Soul Rebel 10, at ATDAPool, at a pool, at San Luis 72, at that Jackson Gal, at Phoenix La Negra. Correction for us, Ray C was actually Evan's brother and not June's brother. At Kilaki, at Lynn Tyler, at Maximilian Schro, at Ellie 1981, at Dublin Proud, at MJ is my golden boy, our live tweeting queen. Thank you so much. We love your passion. Thank you. We love you. At Merrill 1981, Meza. at Turnsan, Meza, at Turnsan, at We're Still Soup, at IMT for MJ at Junior Pyburn, at MJAS29. Thank you so much for our interview. It was so awesome to be able to answer those questions. And thank you so much for all the work you do for Michael and for educating his fans and for your very entertaining and educational podcast at Eliza Ryder1, at Karen Merks, at Yensid98, at Karen M4, at Kdaj Fan, at Chriselda Yayan, at Barbara Leckman, so that's at B Leckman. Go have some Tim Hortons for me. <laughs> and that was it for Twitter. Thank you so much, everyone, for all those interactions. And wrapping it up, Facebook shout-outs, Jeffrey Hale of Las Vegas, Nevada. Maybe you'll be going to the Michael Jackson Convention. That would be really cool. Or MJ1. Uh, shout- or MJ1. I hope you do get there indeed, Jeffrey. I hope you do get to see the one show. Um, at Ben Dudek. And I just wanted to give a few other shout-outs. TJ and Gaz, thanks for all the new listeners, mate. And my friend Tim Guerin. And also a special shout-out to Sean Kenneth O'Hara. I hope you are doing well. You are an inspiration. Thank you very much. Mailbag, Tracy, Betty Lou, Lucan, Corey Wise, and David Manley, thank you for your emails. Definitely. You can breathe now, Q. I can, but <laughs> thank you to everyone that interacts with us. Yeah, I had to match your shout-outs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout-out episode. <laughs> it is, but thank you, everyone, for interacting with us. Jamin, where can they find us online? Just going to throw that one at me, AEQ. <laughs> Don't you know the website? Yeah, themjcast.com. Uh, you, look, you can go to you can go there if you want to stream our episodes, but we'd highly recommend that you don't do that because we're a podcast, and you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn, 
and uh, all those great podcast applications on Android as well. Make sure you take the time to go to iTunes, search The MJ Cast and hit subscribe. That way you get all of our shows delivered to you directly as soon as they're recorded, as soon as they come out. And you get to hear a lot more of the show as well than if you were to go to YouTube because YouTube has uh, truncated episodes that often doesn't include a lot of the music that we have. Um, look, you can also find us on lots of different social networks. We're at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as The MJ Cast. We're at Tumblr at t- themjcast.tumblr.com. We're also at YouTube, youtube.com forward slash plus The MJ Cast. And we are on, what am I forgetting? That's it. Hey. You got it all. I yeah, got it all. Now. Wow. Wow. You did. So, but email us, please. We'd oh. love to hear your feedback. <laughs> Uh, the MJCast at iCloud.com as well. Um, yes, like Jamin said, subscribe to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that a lot of people sometimes say, oh, the show stopped playing 38 minutes in. I was like, okay, how are you listening to it? Oh, I'm listening to it on the website. I was like, well, stop doing that. What phone have you got? Oh, I've got a, you know Android phone. So it's so easy to stop the streaming issues that's not – us, by the way, that's broken. It's just the technology of streaming, I guess, is it, Jamin? Yeah, you might see what might happen is you'll be on the website, you hit play, it starts streaming, but then even if your internet drops out for like half a second, it'll just stop streaming the show and it'll pause halfway through. What you want to do is subscribe to us as a podcast, then it actually downloads the whole show in one hit to your device straight away when it becomes live. You don't even have to manually do it. It just automatically does it in the background while you're sleeping. And then, bam, when you wake up, you've got a new episode of the MJ cast to uh, use on your commute or when you're exercising or jogging or cleaning Doing the house. housework. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's that. And we can't we can't finish the show either without asking Ale what your um, social media details are as well if people want to connect with you. Um, I don't I don't know if everyone can find me on 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 Facebook because um um you can find me under Ale Huerta, which mm-hmm. is my my name. That's not a that's a personal account, and on my Instagram that is also Ale Huerta also. So I can share it on the on the show notes if you want. Yeah, we'll put the social networks that you want to share on the show notes so people can connect with you and maybe even ask a few questions to hear a bit more detail about your MJ stories because it sounds like you've got a whole lot of those. Yeah, I'd be glad. Cool. Well, that's it, guys, for the MJ cast, episode 36. We hope you enjoyed the show. We've had so much fun here talking with Ale, and uh, I'm sure you're going to hear from Ale again at some point in the future on the MJ cast. Uh, Thanks, guys, for listening. We hope you have a great fortnight ahead. We'll be back with another episode of the MJ cast in two weeks' time. Make sure to keep Michaeling. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. This is Q signing out. Do not forget, send in any information of Michael Jackson birthday celebrations that you hear about before uh, the Michael's birthday, and we'll get that in his birthday episode. And even before that, we'll play it in other episodes before that. So the sooner you send it in, the better. We will play you on the show. Thank you very much, and Michael on. Thank you very much, guys, for having me on the show, and thank you to all the wonderful listeners. And keep Michael in.
for you and for me and the entire human race. Make a better place for you.